to it. <laughs> That's the only. That's the only new audio. That's I added, it. But imagine when we really collect it. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you I haven't done shit. It took a while editing that one we did last time. Not that long. Yeah, well, we weren't prepared you know, for it at all. Yeah, I was watching a. Um, so much tuna throw up. I just did my mouth. That's that's I was watching Dylan Joe Basement podcast last night. It was it was fantastic. I went back and watched the end of the Vampires one again. I was like, this is the best. Vampires was so good, dude. And all we were really, I mean, the lighting and everything, like, the audio was terrible, but, like, the whole aesthetic of it, we had the teeth, I mean, we looked just, we looked great. Yeah, yeah, and our, our promo materials were spot. Yeah, Joe, you haven't looked good since that episode. Yeah, I, yeah, you don't have to tell me, I have a fucking mirror, you know? But also, uh, I don't want to hear about how much I haven't put new audio into the thing. Dom, how's the Instagram promotion going for the Dungeon of Facebook? I did it for the episode that we did. Look at his face. Look at his face <laughs> change. <laughs> I did it <that> stuff. <laughs> you know that one picture you screenshotted and sent me? I did that. I, I, I could have done that. Yeah, you don't have Instagram, though. <laughs> I have the Dojo Beast podcast. It's great. Everyone <laughs> yeah. owes this podcast something. I owe a Corvette speech. Dom owes a fucking Instagram post. Joe owns a fucking more sound effects. I need to add more uh, drops to the soundboard. Blue Chew. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't want to do. Well, let's let's boycott until we get that Corvette thing. I'm not going to do shit until I can see that. that. Wow, holding me accountable. It's only been like eight weeks. You know, ha- hashtag uh, me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding you accountable. <laughs> Dude, the men's rights people right now, like the Tate followers, are going to love the hashtag MeTooMan. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Yo, dude's an alpha. The Tate, the Tate worshippers. Uh, yeah. Hard Tate for the masculine community when he got sent to jail for raping. Never suffered. <laughs> <laughs> it was even more than that, too. It was like trafficking. Trafficking, raping, fucking yeah. beating the shit out of people. Yeah, I love the classic, like, politician response. It's all completely false. Like, dude, you moved to Romania so you could do that. Everyone knows that's what you're doing. Now you're getting caught for it. You're acting like At, it's like, all made 4 a.m., I watched a, a, the Vice documentary about him. It was, like, The Dangerous Rise of Andrew Tate, and it's fucking... <laughs> the Dangerous Rise. Dude, it is... It goes, he goes... He take, let's say Vice guy at his house... And it's, it's, yeah, he, his ego's too big. He's like, he actually has admitted to his crimes openly, and now he's acting yeah. like, he's like, that was, I was just kidding around. It's like, no, no, no. You don't get to be a big bad boy and then be like, I was all kidding around about that. It's like, no, that was all real. <laughs> you said it all on record. Ridiculous. Like, in his house, it's going to be a slam dunk case, even for the it, Romanian court like system, which I don't have very much faith like, in. Commune. Yeah. Just like him, and, him and his where? brother. Creeps. Uh, yeah, well, the problem with the Romanian court school, system is all the salmonella cases. We should start talking about bones. <laughs> that might be the song of this episode. Bad to the bone.
have a really big audience today for the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. We want to welcome everybody to another um, fascinating, educational, bonerific podcast. I'm one bonerific. Of the hosts, one of the three hosts today. Uh, today I'm going by Big Hawk, but some people call me Dylan. Guys, you want to let us know what's, who you guys are? What we're, what we're doing? Today I'm going by Joe, and people sometimes call me Joey. Uh, my name is Benjamin, but today I'm going by Todd. Todd, all right. Well, Joey and Todd, uh, thanks as always. That was a Sweeney for... Todd joke for all our uh, Hot Topic listeners out there. Was it? Yeah. I don't think it I must have never seen it. Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Why did you pick Benjamin then? It's just a random fake name I use sometimes. I'm like, you're ordering something. They That's so name, funny. Like Dude, Sweeney Todd's real name is really? Benjamin Barker. <laughs> I yeah, knew, I knew that. I no, thought I that was that. Sweet. I totally knew that, yeah. Who's uh, he's a barber that fucking kills Johnny Depp. Yeah, he kills people with, real the, life. with the razor blade. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. Borat's in it. Borat plays an Italian snake oil salesman who sells uh, snake oil. a miracle hair elixir that's actually piss. He pisses in it, and then people buy it, and they put it in their hair. Hey, that's like, yeah, that's yeah, like kink, hey. right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's uh, he's a true entrepreneur. Sometimes you make money how you're going to make it. You know, they sell fox piss to put all over your property to deter rodents and stuff. So sell human piss, whatever. And actually, I, I hear that that stuff, stuff smells pretty bad. The number one source of income for for foxes, um, piss. Uh, for foxes is selling their piss, but also for some humans in the military, they because they have clean piss. Um, ah. they, they sell their piss. It's a, it's a great way to make extra money if you're like entry level uh, military selling piss. Are looking for it. Tell that to my brothers in Vietnam, man. Our piss wasn't clean. It's true. Brother. It's definitely true. I'm not talking about the smack. I'm talking about the ladies. <laughs> and the smack. Um, the and the clap. When you get the clap, it's like you're pissing napalm. <laughs> <laughs> I love the smell of fox piss in the morning. So, guys, um, today, uh, for those of you who don't know us, Dylan Joe Basin Podcast... We talk about the wild, the wonderful, the erotic, and the um, uh, whatever. Paranormal. 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 And today we're not talking about the paranormal. We're talking about boners. And I want to introduce you guys to, um, he calls himself uh, the master boner, which means John Reeves had to has to, had to find over 50,000 uh, ancient bones to become a master boner that's 50,000 I think a, uh, a a regular boner is like 10,000 I forget the exact yeah amount. and these are all his standards yeah, self, he made the rules for this yeah self-titled but you make the rules when you have access to te- this many things so so who is John Reeves the master boner um, he's the owner of Fairbanks Gold Company and he went to school in Florida like in the 70s or 80s then he moved to he was a Alaska. swimmer he was on a swimming scholarship he was on a swimming scholarship and he's also six foot eight Wow, swimmer's body. And he certainly sounds like it too, and I think he's fueled by cigarettes and uh, bourbon. That's it. Sounded like it from what we heard of him. Yeah, that's what keeps him going. But anyways, he moved Nothing to Alaska. Wrong with that. He was just doing his own thing. Whatever, got up there to to do gold mining, and he he amassed a small fortune mining gold. And he's one of the biggest private landowners in Alaska. So yeah. what is the mysterious thing about? Well, I, I gotta, we gotta say one more thing about his gold mining career. He didn't. I don't um, know. I think he did more than that. The, the, he, he left Florida University when he was like 19 years old. He dropped out of college and then 
fucking drove to Alaska. Last to become a gold miner and went bankrupt in his first year. He got no. He made no money at all. Because he bought a <laughs> shitty mine, right? Well, also he was bad. Yeah, and he didn't know. Yeah, they said the guy was like, oh, this place he didn't know what he was doing. You gotta, yeah. yeah, he had no idea. There was nothing there. That's what happened. He, he invested in a kid. chunk of change, and it didn't work out for him. I do remember. So, there, I mean, obviously, gold is why he has his money now. But the real reason he made money is because the Trans Alaska Pipeline was um, okayed, and they were throwing money around like crazy because all the major oil companies wanted to save all the money going forward. So him and his buddies, who were like 19, 20 years old, were making like 30 grand a week shipping freight for this project. And they were just, he said he used to just buy everyone dinner in the restaurant just to like flex when he was 19 years old. The whole place, yeah. So he got really rich just because of right place, right time. And obviously he had to work, but like any other time he was in Alaska, he wouldn't have been able to make this kind of money. Not He didn't find any gold until after he already made millions of dollars shipping freight as a late teenager, which is just wild to me. Love to stumble upon that. Good business to be in. And even after that, he didn't start gold mining. He moved to Costa Rica and started a farm and made no money there either. Went broke there too and then had to go back to Alaska. Back to the bourbon, back to the six. Yeah, you better believe it. Well, I'm sure your money, even if you're broke, your money goes farther in Costa Rica than it does in America. Oh, definitely. Especially back then, the 80s. Because he... Oh, yeah. 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 So, thanks for the insight, guys, on John Reeves. Um, no problem there, Big Hawk. Here for yeah, appreciate it. So, um, he owns thousands of acres are in Fairbanks, Fairbanks County, Alaska. And in this five-square-acre section of his land he starts wandering around seeing things and he sees some bones exposed in the melting permafrost which is something that none of us really get to ever experience smell step in whatever yeah. apparently smells like absolute fucking shit yeah and you know if he's saying that it must really smell bad because i'm sure he smells all kinds of all kinds yeah, of nasty. Oh, yeah, exactly yeah it's not coming from us like if, if this guy who is I mean, he's a hunter, too, so he knows what, like, viscera and skin and corpses smell like. So if it smells bad there, but... Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Guy, what does what, what 10,000 plus 20,000-year-old uh, rotting flesh smell like, you know? Smells probably pretty bad. So this is the type of guy that has, like, a bear try to get into his house, and he just steps on his porch and just shoots it and then eats it. This is the ty- that type mm-hmm. of guy. So, uh... In, uh, in 2003 is where this all starts, besides moving to Alaska. Um... Got some bones of permafrost. They pull them out. These are absolutely crazy bones. Not like the game, but like crazy. Not like town. the not like the old uh, desktop game, <laughs> tabletop yeah. game. Crazy town. Did you ever have crazy bones, Dom, or was that? Uh, I have no idea time? what that is. Really? They're these little plastic like figures. They were probably like they came from this big. To, they they used to sell bigger ones later, but you would basically stand them up and you'd like flick them at each other and try to knock them over. And that was the whole game, and they'd be a different shapes and stuff like that. But then, obviously, we updated it to um, racing for pink slips. So we'd play for keeps, and then you'd that's knock tough. over the, the person's crazy bone, and you'd take their crazy bones. And as a as an adult, that'd be rough. But as a kid, it was uh, it was pretty rough. I, it was my first big row I had with Pat Barry. He had one of the giant crazy bones. He knocked mine over. One of the special ones that I got, like I asked for like my birthday, and he's like, "It's for keeps," and he took it. And I was like, "No, it wasn't," and it probably was. But I was like. I can't abide by that, and we got a big fight. My mom had to break. I have I have a, a theory yeah. on why I didn't ever see those. Is because if you're flicking toys at each other, they all fucking got lost eventually. 
Probably. I mean, in our school, they banned them because of the fights they were causing between kids. Naturally. Yeah, it was getting crazy. Kids like, fighting over like, boners. It was getting bones. Second grade or third grade or something. And I had a metal tin that was yellow and purple or yellow and red that said crazy bones on it. And it was like a little lunchbox. But it's like yeah. time for recess. I'm like, I'd go to my locker, get my crazy bones, go out, go out in the parking Not lot. Really. Which you know, the huge. Recess. Yeah, we do it. But yeah, playing for pink slips was definitely rough. I remember getting some good ones and then losing some really good ones too. Because I think some yeah, of I lost my favorite ones. The smaller too. ones because they were more agile. Um, yeah, they're harder to knock over. But if you get one of those big ones near the small ones, it was a, it was no contest. It was going dude, down. I mean, what the fuck are you doing going up against a bigger one, Joe? I didn't have any of the big ones. But isn't it? How could he do that? That's that's like. That's not fair. Cheating? It's not a David versus Goliath situation. It, it was in that situation. Because otherwise Joe would have won. And God was not on my side. <laughs> he was no. on the Philistines' side. <laughs> I, I just, I wish, I feel bad. I just, I wish you turned down that particular match and gone to a different Well, I, I might, uh, now that I'm older and wiser, I would have probably, you know, not played for keeps because I liked my crazy bones. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was a... wasn't fair. It probably feels like that was like a year of my life. It was probably two months. But it yeah. just felt like it's a, a natural time. But uh, shout out to, to to Pat Barry, a big fan of the guy. Yeah, big fan. I don't care that he took my crazy bone. He's still a good guy. Well, hey, man, still have it, dude. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. So Maybe it's at his parents' house. Crazy bones were fucking great, um, but old mammoth bones are worth a lot more money. So. And that's what we're here to talk about tonight. John Reeves, master boner, um, started coming across mammoth tusks in his fucking property. And... Uh, I'm guessing that's how he got interested too, because if you just saw a bone, you'd, you'd be like, "That could be any bone. It could be like a bear bone or uh, an elk or whatever." But the, you see a tusk, you go, "Wait a minute, this is something." That, that's something that doesn't exist so, here. Why is it here? Yes, is there elephants yeah, so, here? Doubtful. Woolly mammoth, step bison, short faced bear, moose, badger, dire wolf, horse, stilt legged horse, which is also known as the horses Arrington too, which hippus. Caribou and tiger, all, all these bones, over a hundred fifty thousand Pleistocene megafauna specimens, all in a five square. Dylan, reading those words for the first time. Huh? What? First time you ever read those words. Uh oh yeah yeah. Uh, do you know how to say it properly? Because uh, it's a Pleistocene megafauna. Okay, so, uh, Pleistocene. Well, you know megafauna. Obviously, we did a whole podcast on it. I have heard of that one before. Um, and, uh, yeah. It wasn't your pronunciation as much as it was the question marks you put at the end of every one you said. Short face bear. We had the same idea. So, yeah. So, a lot of these things, and they're all in one spot, and that's why we're on the podcast today talking about That's the craziest shit. just came out, like, two weeks ago. That this became mainstream due to some sources, and there's just an like a seemingly endless amount of bones of crazy old shit in one spot, and it's all been found by John Reeves, owner of Fair. Yeah, Boston. obviously five square acres, you know, in urban Boston or whatever. That's a huge amount of space, but in Alaska, that's like a very tiny spot that's to find any bones. Never mind thousands upon thousands and all these different species. It's just some wild ass shit. I've dug a lot of holes, my wife, and I don't think I've ever even found one bone of a mouse. Yeah, you're a real, uh, you're a real caveman, you know. 
I'm, like from the, the movie. Yeah, they call me the a, a, a apprentice boner due to my searching. You're a junior boner. Junior boner. I think the guy. I think he said that's what his kids are, or his grandkids no, are junior no, no. boners. They're, they're not. That, that's too weak of a thing. Like his kids are called like his grandkids. Not junior boners, but they're they're like little little tiny boners. I think he calls. Yeah, them. something like that. Yeah. He he gets a lot of mileage out of calling it that. He thinks it's. Really I will funny. say on, on the documentary, yeah, every single, literally every single time he said boners, he would go, "Yeah, you know, I'm a boner." Oh, yeah, I'm a boner. Yeah, he, talks yeah, like he, he gets so it. Precise. Like he thinks he, thinks he knows what he's doing. He's ever said, and he's and he's he really been saying does. it for decades. And also, yeah, funny, the joke's not like gotten his sale. Crimes name is Dick Mole. Yeah, you hear that? Yeah, Dick that's Mole. Yeah, funny. and uh, funny enough, he doesn't think that's funny. He no, thinks he his like, little idea of boner's funny, but he said Dick Mole, and Joe Rogan's like, "That's a pretty funny name." He's like, uh, "Yeah." Um, anyways, Dick's my friend, so you don't make fun of him. Like, <laughs> dude, your friend's name's Dick Mole. You think Boner's funnier than that? I think Dick Mole's Way funnier. funnier. Dick it's his name. And he chose to be Dick Mole. He could have been Richard Mole. He could be Richard Molinsky, <laughs> which is his original name. Or Richard Mole. <laughs> Richie Molinsky. Or Rich Mo. Rich Mo. Uh, yeah, so, um... What do you guys think about everything? Um, I think we should start by talking about the uh, Palestinian era that everything came out of here. All right. <laughs> the Palestinian era, yeah. So, so uh, the Palestinian era where all these megafauna specimens were found. Yeah, I'm going to call the police. They just said they, they, they support ISIS. They have two phones. <laughs> so, all right. So, these bones, they're in permafrost, which is like frozen layers. What's of permafrost for all the listeners out there, Dylan? Oh, sorry, you're... Literally saying it right now, I'm talking over you. Frozen layers of ground that have been frozen for a very, very, very long it's time, it's and they're now thawed. never thaws continuously frozen since the day it froze. Yeah, perma meaning permanent. Yeah. Then why is it thawing out? Um, because global, because warming, global warming and John Reeves is spraying water. Okay, at so it. it's not permanent anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of like accelerating he's the process. He's literally excavating it in a way. Um, He's he wouldn't be able water, to do that. He's using water cannons to excavate it, yeah. just like hose off all. And it, it really, yeah, really that way it won't show, uh, damage uh, how easy the bones. It is to melt things. You like think, oh, someone hot water? No, he's just pumping regular. It's cold water, but it's warmer than ice. You're right. Yes, just like when you're supposed to thaw. I know you guys don't like fish or something, but when you, if you have frozen fish or something, it, you're supposed to thaw it over a couple hours in cold water. Yeah, yeah. Don't use the piping hot water. That's what the bag tells you to do. So, um, that's what your wife tells you to do. Uh, the bag. That's what the bag tells you to yeah, do. Yeah, that's what he said. And, um, but wait a minute. So, look, listen. I like. I don't know if this is the same view for you guys, but on my screen, I, me and Dom are on the left and the right, like we're Hollywood squares, and Dylan's telling the story in the middle. We're like the peanut gallery, being like it's the crazy bunch of the bottom right corner in a little tiny thing. I'm on the left. Oh so, yeah. So I have, I have my three in a row. Ways. Oh, yeah. I can probably change it right here. So, I just want to clear something up real quick, if you guys got a minute. Um, I got time. Okay. All right. So, when they talk about, like, Siberia and that stuff, they always talk about the permafrost melting because it's fucking melting. So, then it's... All these new viruses come out because they're frozen for thousands Mm -hmm. of years. Permafrost is not permanent. It's not like it's a... It used to be. frost. It's... Well, it's not permanent. It used to just be called a glacier. 
a billion years, but it's permanent. That 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 exact piece of ground has been frozen yeah. for it, tens. Like of they're saying, like it's not it's not going to thaw. It's a long fucking time, longer than human winter, civilization. It's, it's been frozen. Yeah. No. No, what? because these the mammoths and mooses and badgers and direwolves and bison and short faced bears, yeah, all ended up there ten to twelve. Uh, no, years it was during the it was the last closer to twenty thousand years ago. Yes, uh, I watched well, a documentary. You uh, watched a podcast. He said it too. I listened to a podcast in the car. <laughs> right? What? No, I see, but me, so he's say, saying the opposite of that. He's saying there are actual scientists there talking, not just John Reeves. Yeah. But also, John Reeves says the scientists say they've only been there for, you know, whatever, 10,000 years ago. And he's like, but they're actually 20,000-year-old bones. So, like, how do you explain that kind of thing? So he's, he's more saying that, like, it's more, it's more insane how old the bones are because they should be, you know, not as, as old as that or whatever he's saying. That it's like there wasn't supposed to be – basically, he's saying, Dylan, that, like, a lot of those animals that you mentioned aren't even supposed to have lived there during that time period. So it's impressive that they're even there at the time. It right. is, and he said something really, really cool that I appreciated. And he said that the mm -hmm. mammoth and the step bison, the bear, whatever, yeah. uh, know what they're like. Well, they're not supposed to be here. Or, you know, this is not fucking whatever. He's like, well, they died here. Yeah, they, they died I here. Like that. They are here. I like that a lot. Yeah. And one, one of the things that is so interesting is why so many bones in one area. And that's, that's a big the part conspiracy of it. we're talking about today. And I am uh, I'm a little bit surprised at you guys because I thought we were all on the same page here. Um, right, I wouldn't be doing Joe Mason podcast no. if I was in lockstep with you and your fucking ideas. I I, I, I could already when I was listening to the podcast I could already tell I could already hear you massaging this guy's balls. I'm like I I don't like him. I'll tell you right now I don't like him. I don't like him you as a person. I don't like John Reeves. No, I don't like him. I think oh, it's cool like what he did. It's cool. Like it's impressive. But the amount that he's up his own ass about who he is as a person and how he, how much he wants Joe Rogan to lick him, it's, it's it made me mad. I was like, this guy's a fucking asshole. Joe Rogan podcast to talk about he said at least, I don't know, what was it, conservatively 20, maybe 30 times, I was waiting for the Joe Rogan. The only one I would tell is Joe Rogan. Because in his head, Joe Rogan's like this mythical figure that's like, he's just like me. He's a man. He lives off the wild. He hates the fucking libs. He's that kind. Of, he's a good kind of American man. He doesn't like to take the shit away. And I love how Joe, to his credit, he's always real about shit. Like there'd be times where he'd be like, "Joe, you know what I'm talking about," and Joe would be like, "I don't." Or <laughs> most people would just be like, "Yes, yes, sniff my farts." But multiple times, Joe was like, "I gotta push back here. I don't know what you're talking about here." And he's like, "Oh, well." And then he backs down immediately because his hero, you know, pushed back a little bit. Which I think he's also used to people taking him at face value all the time or else. He's a multi-millionaire in Alaska who owns all this land. He has all his sway. All his family members and anyone who he interacts with is filtered by his life. He only interacts with people he wants to. And those are the people who will suck his dick and do what he wants and think he's a big, strong hunting man. He's a big, tough guy. And I, and I think it's fucking lame. He's only worth $5 million, according to Google. So he, he shouldn't yeah, but that. all those bones, though. I mean, he told us that if you one of the guys who appraised him, he said you're you're sitting on at least a half billion dollars right now. Really? If you were to no, sell no, that. That is one thing he he's got five hundred thousand tusks. So he's actually a billionaire, and you can sell a pair of nice shiny tusks on eBay for five hundred grand. Yeah, there that you is, go. So if you have you know a master boner, you got at least a billion dollars. That's right the there. thing he has going for him. Yeah, it's not cool, necessarily sorry. how much money he has. It's the potential money he has with his bone collection. 
or if he ever does decide mm -hmm. to sell any of it, he could very easily amass a huge fortune. He doesn't want to. He's, he's going to leave it up to his kids to do that. He just wants to. He just thinks. It's yeah, he, he wants to get as many. Right. But as his many daughter is actually could. selling it. Yeah, his yeah. He says he just wants to. Jewelry yeah, so he is selling the bones, but it's his daughter's making the jewelry and also pipes, where he gave Joe Rogan one of the pipes made out of mammoth. Yeah, but uh, she's, I don't know if you went on her website, but she's selling, like, jewelry for, like, 40 bucks. That's what is she wild. Make, like, is she, I mean, that's suspicious is she a little bit. Out of, like, the little tiny fragments they find, or are they, like, cutting up bones to make yeah. it? Yeah. No, I think not, they're making like, it all with fragments. Yeah, little fragments, because there's a bajillion yeah. fragments everywhere. So. But obviously, you have to to make a pipe. You need a, a, at least a big enough piece to carve into. So, like, they're at least decent sized bones. Some of them. I know. I made a pipe out of a pretty small piece of Christmas tree. You don't need that. You made a pipe out of a Christmas a tree. Oh, so you agree then? <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Oh, it's a decent sized piece. No, dude. It's not a bone. You can't make a pipe out of a bone fragment. Think of a piece of sawdust versus yeah, a you know a piece pipe of wood. The size of a jewel. Is that how big it was? I didn't see it. No, to make to make jewelry, like if you want to make a diamond on a ring that's made of mammoth husk, you need a fucking. I thought we were talking about the pipe, not the jewelry, because the jewelry you could use bone fragments to make, which I'm assuming is what she does. But yeah, at, to make a pipe, you need to you need to have a piece that's bigger than the pipe, and then you carve it down to make the shape of it, like like whittling, yeah. But you can right? still probably like you start with like a four-inch bone. Replacing and all make the a pipes pipe. in your house with mammoth husks, we're talking. Well, about that would just be ridiculously like, expensive. Yeah, but a, but a, a four-inch pipe would be a, a a piece of bone, right? Like a solid piece of a bone versus a bone fragment, which in my mind I picture it being like a like a smaller, like you know, like a chip, like you chipped it yeah, off. Yeah, no, I, like we that. we are agreeing with you. I don't know if you realize that yet. Okay, so we're all on the same page there. Okay, cool. We're just saying it doesn't have to be a massive one. You could have a four-inch bone and make a pipe out of it. I didn't say a massive. You I did were not saying say massive. Big. I said not a fragment. Yeah, we it were, wasn't a bone yeah, we fragment. We were agreeing with you that whole time that it wouldn't be a fragment. Joe, I'm just saying he, he is defacing mammoth bones to make yes. smoking apparatuses for people who will buy it online from his daughter's Etsy page. Right, Joe, but are you are you used to smoking out of a pipe the size of a telescope? No, I'm used to smoking out of a pipe the size of a pipe, which is not the, a fragment. But it's still a fragment of like a giant bone. So you get one that's three inches long, big? I guess I guess when I say fragment, I usually think yeah, of like, a sh like a shattered glass fragment fragments. Pretty, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, if if I say piece, out. I'd be like, okay, a piece can change uh, sizes because okay, a piece right. of a skyscraper could be like you know twenty feet tall. But I would say a piece of a bone is not the same as a fragment. Fragment brings to my mind fragmentation, which is the shattering and distributing of like little parts of a large. So how thing. big is a fragment of a skyscraper? Um, it's all about. I I still think it's pretty small. But you know what? You're you're probably right. It's, it's probably bigger than that. Imagine because of a skyscraper. Imagine if Nibiru, the sister planet to Earth that we can't see, blew up. <laughs> Brand's gonna love this episode. Blew up, and it had a fragment the size of Texas hit Earth. That's a good point. It's all about size, proportion. Fra uh, fragment to that, not friend. fragment to us. That's a good point. But what my point is larger than that, which is smaller than the uh, the mammoth tusk, is that these aren't just shattered little pieces she's making the jewelry. They're taking legitimate bones of these ancient beasts and carving them into pipes and stuff and selling them on Etsy. Which I think is cool, but it's cool in the same way you, you buy like uh, a dodo bird taxidermy to be like, look at this, huh? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's cool. I guess you're doing something with it. You're not wasting it, but you're buying an extinct species and being like, "Look at me! I'm a, I'm a cool, I'm a hot shit with me." I'm like, Look at this pipe. It's a mammoth bone. 
you can't even get these anywhere. They're all extinct now. And actually, it's illegal to do it with elephant tusks that are alive. But with this old ancient thing, we'll never have it like, again. I'm going to put my resin there, dude, and light it up, dude. Toke away. It's just, it just means like rich guy stuff. It's like wiping your ass with golden toilet paper. It is rich guy stuff. But it's kind of cool because if you have mammoth tusk in your hand, you're like, this is... This is older than everything, and it was alive, and it had its own life. It had its own kids, and, it did. and you know, yeah. that, that's actually an interesting Favorite thing. TV shows and all the stuff that uh, we have, you know, like it's. it's you mentioned cool. this thing had it had yeah. its own life. That's one of the things that the, the you know the few scientists that have you know gone because the scientists that go and examine the bones they actually pay John Reeves to go and help excavate and look through his collection, and they they tell him a lot. They've mm-hmm. learned a lot about it from going there. They found. Well, he doesn't trust scientists too much, so the ones that are around, uh, those are the ones they allow yeah. to be around. They have to be cool. He makes them drink caribou piss to, to prove that they're, like, down with the don't. sickness. You know? <laughs> Is he really? No, no. no I'm we don't know that. Oh, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with this guy at all. I mean, he's, That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like actually, that kind of thing. We're like, are you one of the good old boys? Are you going to be one of those fucking lamos? Or are you going to be cool with the weird shit we're doing up here? All right, raise your hand if you drink caribou piss to go to go to his boneyard. I, yeah, I, actually, I would too. Yeah, like I don't. I, do, I, I, do I was like, but well, actually, I always say when yeah. it comes to like drinking like craft beers, I always say I could drink five ounces of anything. I could probably get five ounces of caribou piss down. <laughs> it wouldn't be great, but I could. I think I could do it. Oh, can we get that clean so I can clip it out? <laughs> Don Morrow will try to drink five ounces of anything. I'll say I will say it again as long as you does good. I always say, you know, I can drink five ounces of anything. So I, I do think I could drink five ounces of uh, caribou piss to get through my Speaking of drinking a five ounces of caribou piss, so John Reeves and his buddies all sat around with some, some whiskey, and they ate woolly mammoth flesh. They now, this was wild. He's, this blew my mind. He said it was like eating jerky. They ate it. He said it was worse. He actually said it was eating, like eating um, shoe leather, shoe I think leather. he said. Yeah, shoe leather, and it was not good, but they ate it anyway. They so did it anyway. I now, just... that's, a, that's a good question for us, too, before we get into that. Would you do no. that? Yes. I would not do it. It's cooked. I don't care. I'm, I don't care. It's cooked. It's older than writing. <laughs> some say. Some don't. <laughs> what, what, what? You think it's newer writing. than writing? I don't know, man. Ancient civilizations are, are not as... Uh, well defined as it used to be, we have had even if ancient civilization. I'm I'm giving it all writing, like 20, 25, 25,000 years ago, which is what they're saying these bones are around. So they may be as old as writing. It's still insane. It is insane. But if you cook it, and we're not counting Atlantis or any ancient aliens things that happened two million years ago. We don't know how old that stuff is. The pyramids could be forty thousand years old. Even Gobekli Tepe is like what ten thousand years old, nine thousand. It's really hard. They, the only reason yeah, there's no there's no writing there some but carbon, they, the, they, they date the pyramids because inside there is some sort of moisture or something that they could date to you know oyster moisture moisture oh moisture okay yeah, yeah. so carbon dating stone is kind of tough yeah but so, carbon dating these bones which he said it costs four hundred dollars which he said he's acting like it's a lot he's like He's a guy I carbon dated like 12, 13 of them, but you know, it's $400 a pop. So I'm like, what's $400? You're a fucking millionaire. Like, carbon dated half that $400 shit. $400 on fucking car parts. Yeah, I mean, imagine how much gasoline he has to put in those freaking excavators and shit. Like, he's, uh, well, I mean, he he's might put on millions of dollars. I don't know why $400 is upsetting to him. I think it's more that, number one, 
he doesn't trust scientists because in the past he has sent bones out and hasn't got them back, which ain't right. Just to they said they're going to clean them up and look at them and then they just steal them. That that's that's fucked up, and I can see why he might not trust them. But number two. I don't really think he wants to date all of them because then that means that all his wild speculation is hard science down, which he's not really interested in doing because he's more interested in saying, this is the narrative, man. The scientists will tell you the other thing, but I know the real truth because I'm looking at it right there. I mean, they died here. And Joe, Joe, you know how it is, how the, the scientists and their narrative and their ide- their ideology. <laughs> and he's like, ah, uh, yeah. I think that's the two parts of it. So I agree with him, but not trusting him. But at the same time, he doesn't want them to prove him wrong because he likes the idea that he's the only guy to find this stuff and that he has this alternate history that only he knows about and only him and his friends on fucking YouTube know about, which is the fucking Nibiru and all that shit. In his defense, in the most recent X-Files episode I watched, they... um, In his defense, here comes a sci-fi show from the 90s. They found a bunch of aliens, obviously, but then they also found a huge database in a mountain that had every single person that's ever lived... uh, 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 tissue samples because of the smallpox vaccine. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but one thing that John Reeves does have going for him is I don't know. Obviously, <laughs> if that was real, hold the on. documentary I did watch was it <laughs> came out in 2021. You know, a full year passed where he went on Joe Rogan. So I don't know what has been found since then. But uh, he was more he bones. Was the first person in Alaska yeah. to find a prehistoric moose bone. That yeah yeah he said that too yeah prehistoric moose because again it's it's always weird to me that. I mean, obviously, he knows more about the wildlife in the area, him being a hunter and all that. But, like, I just figured mooses were already – have been there forever. I didn't know that it was, like, a well, more recent development that moose were in uh, that part of, like, Fairbanks. The, the, the reason he's getting so, like, caught up in his non-scientific stuff is that, like, it's it's not that hard to wrap your brain around that the Siberian trans orchestra. pathway or whatever from Alaska huh? – <laughs> The Trans-Siberian oh. Orchestra. Yes, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra used to run from Alaska to Russia, and it was a landmass. You could walk yeah. across it. and then once The land bridge. Melting, that's how they think the humans got here, right? Once the started melting, uh, then all of a sudden you get all these animals from Asia that are here because it was one giant fucking yeah. continent. One of the things they're trying to figure out is, you know, are those ancient moose bones they're finding the same species of moose that are still there? Like how? Because out of all the species they're finding, the the t- tigers, the short-faced bears, the buffalo, or the bison. I mean, uh, only yep. the moose is like the same, the only species that's still found in that that exact the area. area. And they're trying to figure out, well, how did, did that animal survive the Ice Age? Or is this mm-hmm. a different species of moose than what was there 12,000 years ago? And it's hard to tell. All you can do is tell by the bone structure. And that's why you're lucky you have things like a short-faced bear where its bone structure is wildly different than a grizzly bear. So you can see that's clearly a different animal. But if there was a moose that was similar looking but a different species than the moose we have today, you don't have any um, you know, genetic material to really base that off of. I don't think you can really do a DNA sample based on the bones alone. Uh, well, one of the things you can do, which I don't know if he's sent his bones out because we've talked – well, you guys have talked about his distrust in scientists – but I remember in, yeah. in the documentary, they found or they were looking at one mammoth bone in particular that was uh, so well preserved that there was uh, still bone marrow inside of it. Right. Well, I mean, he could have done a DNA test on that jerky that him and his friends this ate. True. Over the but fire. one of the things you can do with marrow is uh, not a DNA test, but an RNA test. Because um, mm-hmm. RNA is held inside the mitochondria. There's a lot of mitochondria inside your bone marrow. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you can test that, and you don't find out as much about it. 
but uh, it's it's close. It, it, it helps a lot. I mean, they did that with uh, yeah. Anything's better than nothing. They did right? that to link. Um, I'm gonna fuck up the names. They linked King Tut to some other ancient uh, female Egyptian lady by test putting the te- mm. uh, simultaneously testing their RNA together and found similarities. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's also worth mentioning just for the listeners and all that, that these are bones. These are not fossils. Fossils are not bones. They're in the shapes of bones, but it's, it's petrified material that's been replaced by stone and calcified like rock material over time. And it's the shape of a bone. So when you see like a T-Rex skull, that's not a T-Rex bone. That's a fossil of a T-Rex bone. It's now yeah, basically all rock material. So that's why it's so impressive to find bones because bones do not last millions of years. They just, they're still, you know, biomass material. But because of the fact that uh, the crushing power and, the, you know, the, the long seeding of these minerals getting in over time, you might have a fossilized thing. But the only times you get what you call fossils, but they're really not fossils, of genetic materials, if you have something stuck in amber, like how they have mosquitoes that were found in amber, those are still biologically mosquitoes and these mammoth bones and all the other bones we're speaking of are the actual bones because they've been preserved by this frost for yeah, so long and ice is such a good preservative that actually the act the actual genetic material is still there it's, you know, it's, that, that is the and real it's bones. not just the ice the ice is obviously it's a huge factor but another thing is the kind of soil yeah. it's in the ph level in it affects right, what nutrients are in it and how it's oh oh this specific soil doesn't have the bacteria required to break down bone the way that some areas yeah. does do. So exactly. You tell me all the T Rexes that I've seen in museums are just. Those aren't bones. Oh no! So actually, even worse than that, the T Rexes no, 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 in museums aren't fossilized stone. Most of them are casts of the fossilized bones because yeah, that, it's yeah, too that expensive. Is. But, to but they have, have the real fossilized. They only have them in certain spots yeah. where they make replicas of they're, them to put them like in museums. Ivory colored. Yeah. That's yeah, because they're, like you said, they're replicas. They made it look more like, if you look at real fossils, we'll put a picture up for the podcast. They look like black. Like, they look like rocks because they are rocks. They're just rocks in the shape of bones that used to be there because the, all the min- minerals have replaced what the bone matter is. And, and they're still the same shape as how we can see them. But if you put bones in just a regular piece of soil and dig it, uh, you know, 100 feet deep in a million years, there's not going to be a bone there. It's either going to be nothing or it's going to be a fossil of a bone. Bones don't last that long in, in that kind of environment. Word. That's why um, one of our best examples of ancient humanity is the uh, the Iceman. They, they found him frozen. Aussie. He still had skin on him. If he was out in the in the open air with no ice around him, he wouldn't even be bones. He'd be dust. He'd be nothing. We'd never even know yeah. he exists. And that's well, why a lack know, of oxygen is it's so good to have that ice. The ice for preservation. It's like bog bodies. They're encased in mud. There's no yeah. oxygen getting to it, so it lasts longer. And it's all like happenstance. Like these animals just happen to die in this area. We don't. We're, we'll get into it on the pod what we think actually happened, why they're there. But luckily for us, they were like you said in a certain type of soil, and then the permafrost being so cold for so many thousands of years, they preserve these bones. Where in another circumstance, I mean, you, you probably you know two miles the other way, maybe there was mammoth there too, but the bones aren't there anymore because they've been uh, you know broken down over thousands and thousands of years, and they weren't preserved in that permafrost under the soil. Wowzers, uh, <clears throat> what do you guys think about our first commercial break? I think that's the first time. Wing, we've got the new, the new 
Oh, Alright, fine. You're I guess I guess Jeff will go and he'll make you feel better about awesome. it. Awesome, I'm on deck for fucking fighting. You're on fucking deck for your fucking walk. You know, you cannot shit on the idea that most people have to do it. So like, build up the idea is fun. Jeff's about to do it. Guys, we're back uh, after our commercial break. Thanks to our premier sponsors, as always. Uh, Jim Beam, I think, right? Jim Beam, definitely, definitely. Jim Beam in the 1984 C4 Corvette. Good catch. Yeah, thanks, dude. Um, so, Dom, uh, before we get going, we'll always, you know, ease our way back into the conversation about boners. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit more about what's what you're wearing on your neck and what's behind you? Um, yeah, sure. This, uh, I do, I do have a confession to make, actually. Uh, this alligator head comes right off. He admit it. But, uh, yeah, so this is an alligator head from Florida that my father got. He's a phony! In, like, He's second a big or phony! Um, but, yeah, no, I do have some bones back here. And describe um, it to the listeners as well, if you don't mind. They can't see it. This is true. All, well, I think all the cool people watch this on YouTube, not Spotify. Naturally. Um, but, uh, so Talking to you, Katarina. On uh, on the two sides here, for the people that can see it, these are two uh, pig skulls that uh, they're a little bit smaller. They're not huge. That I got from my father. He did pig roasts, and he kept this was when I was going through my. Uh, I guess you'd call it. I wouldn't call it taxidermy because I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, thing. well, Dom's a big Black person. Lives Matter guy. That's why he has pig skulls hanging up in his house. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, these ones are very, very white because I was still an amateur. I actually over bleached them, and it actually broke broke down the bone a little bit. What? Peroxide or bleach? Bleach. Because I've tried both and I've been unsuccessful with fish bones. Well, I don't know anything about fish bones. They might be too delicate, but uh, I know with with these, all of these, except for this deer skull, I did not do myself. Uh, you boil them for like 15 minutes, and then uh, you do. You're supposed to do like a bleach and water mixture. And these first ones, I just did straight bleach, and I didn't wash it off fast enough, and it just ate up the bone. Um, in the middle here, this is really this is my biggest uh, skull bone. This is a much larger pig, also from one of my dad's pig roasts. That's not. That was like a deer bone. skull to me. I wouldn't uh, even no, realize. Uh, this one right here is actually a deer skull. It's a little really? damaged. I don't know what happened to it. This is how I found it. You can see some of the nose, or I guess you call it yeah. the snout, is missing. And I don't have the bottom jaw, but this one actually has almost all of its teeth. Yeah. And the one thing I didn't know about this is you can actually tell. Maybe at the end I'll take it down and put it closer to the camera. I don't know if you can see okay. that right now. There's, actually, there's a, a line right here that only shows up in females. And you can tell it was young because the teeth are still sharp. They're not worn down yet. Mm-hmm. Um, then over here, this is my Hey, smallest. man, uh, it, you keep getting older. They stay the same age, right? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This one right here is actually in a, a possum skull that uh, I, when I had You can't my see first, it in the video, just so you know. Yeah, I can move them all closer at the end. But Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Just uh, you were trying, you told me to be descriptive, so I'm doing my best. I appreciate uh, that. This one I actually had hanging from my rearview mirror in my first truck. Pulled up to high school with a possum skull hanging from my rearview mirror. Real fucking He's cool. been a boner ever since he hit puberty. Classic this is acid true. move. And then uh, down here. <laughs> it just made you fit in an acid bed. Uh, 
what yeah. I mean. Like, Normally that would make him stand out, but really he was fitting in just, in that case. Yeah, you're just trying to look like everyone else. And these are the, the bottom jaws of uh, some of those pig skulls that I have. That Wow, look you know, at that. Look at those sharp teeth at the bottom in. there. Oh, yeah. They got this tooth actually comes what, right what out. Are pigs, what are pigs supposed to eat in the wild? Fucking horses? Bony. Anything. They, they will eat anything, literally right? eat anything. Yeah, that's why boars are scary. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's actually... It's a... And that's why the original name for the garbage disposal was the electric pig, as we brought up on episode 70. Because they eat anything. Including human body. I heard a body. horror story one time. I think it was in... Because um, they use it as a torture chamber in North Korea or something. Or That's Vietnam, always a fun place to be. Back in the war when the North Vietnamese were torturing people. But um, sometimes they would have, like, outhouses just, like, lined up. And in the Bay of Pigs underneath it, they would just shit on them. No, that was, that was Cuba. The Bay of Pigs. It's Cold War. <laughs> no, I know. I called it the Bay of Pigs. No, I know we got it. It's fun. The yeah, Bay yeah. of Pigs under the toilet. It's great. Yeah. That, and then they would put American soldiers down there and just have all the locals shit on them. That's not fun. I'd die. Yeah, I'd probably, uh, I'd, I would wish I was dead. I would eat shit so that I would get a staph infection and die. But, that's um, still a very slow way to go. Yeah, it is. Um, that's actually a little intre- uh, different thing about shit, even though we're talking about bones. Um, I saw on Mountain Men one time, this guy, he had this special uh, building for his animals. He had his horses up top, which was like ground level. Like He lived on like a hill, so he was able to build it. The so first level style. was uh, horses. You know, he'd feed him hay and they shit out and there's still a lot of hay in their shit. That would drop down to the chickens. The chickens would pick the hay out of it and eat that. And the chickens would shit. Then the pigs would just eat the shit because they were underneath the chickens because pigs eat anything. What kind of fucking human centipede farm setup is going on over there? That's got to be very efficient unethical. Is. That is fucking efficient. Because no, the, chickens, the chickens won't eat the shit. They just eat the hay that's left over in it. I don't care. Did you say there were fish at the end or did I just misunderstood that? Because fish um, would be the ultimate pigs. end of all that. Cause no, the, 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 pigs just eat, the, the pigs just eat the shit. Did you tell him that he should add a, a, a fish pool at the end? So well, I never met him because I saw it on TV. Wow. What did you tell yeah, him, though? recycling. I mean, he was reducing... Uh, there's got to be a better way. That's just so yeah, fucked up. Well, he also had a wood-burning pickup truck that ran off of burning wood. It was pretty cool. He made it himself. Mega Talk about efficiency. Wood burning pickup truck? What the oh, fuck? Yeah. yeah. I don't like this guy. In in China, they use human uh, waste as fertilizer for all the crops. Mm. Oh, that's, that's efficiency. <laughs> and, and probably, probably uh, the um, depending on the type of e-cig, uh, if it's Chinese nicotine, that's what's going on. I don't think Bro, that, that, that shit has fish Jewel oil is, in it. Jewel is made in China, but filled in the U.S. Just yeah, yeah, because all the people who died from vaping, it was all uh, Chinese cannabis stuff, and then everyone China. in my life told me I was going to die if I kept doing it, and they were all scared, and I was like, just oh, yeah, that, like, do your research. period where people were like, you're going to die from vaping. With all people people were really upset about me. THC yeah. shit. It was 15-year-olds yeah, buying weed online from China. Like, yeah, of course it's not going to be good. And diacil, diacil, that it's D-I-Y-A-T-Y-C-I-L or something like that, is the butter flavor that causes popcorn lung. And it's in movie theater popcorn, or was, and then that's when that was the popcorn lung thing was because of one chemical. Yep. Well, there you go. When that was big. There's it's always more to the story than the Facebook post that your grandma sent you. Shockingly, there's more to it than that. If you know, believe that. True. <clears throat> Don't vape, kids. 
Don't vape kids. Don't Only vape, vape nicotine. <laughs> Do not vape kids. Mm-hmm. So, we're back with John Reeves and the Boneyard. Crazy place, right? da na 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 That might be the song of this episode. Yeah, I regret not looking up how to play that song before this episode. Bad to the bone. A whole extra week, and I thought of it eight minutes ago. Bad to the bone, John Reeves, Master Boner. We got to talk about the the whole thing here, which makes it so interesting, is that why is there 500,000 bones in one five-square acre? Why are they all there? We need answers. Fairbanks, Alaska. So... What the first logical thought is on this is not aliens. It's not anything crazy. It's that there it's ghosts. Been, there probably was like a crazy fucking river that had a, a, a focal point, if that's even the word, where it all washed it is. into. As opposed to they all just go fall out instead of 500,000 million animals just fall in a giant hole. Yeah. Well, uh, it, well, I do... Um, Follow I, that makes more sense to me that that this is not that they all died in this one spot is that their bones were washed towards this area and they collected all like, almost like a drain. Yeah, bone yeah. drain. Well, an interesting thing about that uh, section that we're of Fair, uh, Fairbay County is it was I forget how wide it was. Obviously, it's like miles and miles and miles, but uh, it was there was no glacier there, even though a lot of the area was. Mm. all just glacial ice this was an actual area of grasslands okay so it was a much more livable area they could eat the grass because now it's it's woods right and it used to be grassland it's a it's a lot of ah fuck i forget what kind of tree it is i think it's a type of pine tree mostly what's there that has a, a very shallow root system because if it goes down too far, it's the permafrost, and it doesn't grow past that. So gotcha. only so these certain trees sure. thrive there because they just kind of adapted to it. Yeah, which also helps the the um, the soil not stay together. If you have more shallow roots, the soil is more like you know dissipated. So if you are having large amounts of water washed down all the soil because there's no roots in there, it's easier to push away than it is a hard root system. It's why the dust bowl happened in the American. Uh, uh, central mid Midwest, uh, because they they weren't growing their crops correctly, and the roots wouldn't grow. And then when all the yeah, yeah, and then all the dust, you know, yeah, yeah. and depression, and then the depression. Like in the movie Days of Heaven, you guys seen that one? Oh no, no! I thought you were gonna say like in the movie What's Eating Gilbert Grape. No, I still haven't seen that because it just seems too emotional. Um, I haven't seen it either. But, uh, but it really shows you how much older Johnny Depp is than Leonardo DiCaprio, which always blows my mind. Hmm. Both cool dudes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my only, my only thought on why all these bones are there is just due to some sort of waterway Venturi effect situation. They pile up and... What effect? Venturi. Uh, well, what's that? All out there who understand the carburetor. Someone doesn't know how carburetors work. <laughs> you know you what a carburetor is? You work on that on your car in a while? Your carburetor on your... Carburetors have this thing called a Venturi did. tube. <laughs> our sixth grade well, teacher... what's Venturi mean? I remember... Ace Venturi. Our sixth detective. grade teacher... Bumblebee Tuna. Bumblebee Tuna. Orman was talking about the carburetor on her car, and she had, like, a, a new Corolla, and we're like, it doesn't have. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. a venturi effect is isn't it for like the uh, emissions thing where it's on like no. 
No? Well, why don't you just tell me? Dom, you're the expert. Uh, I think of the catalytic converter. I do. No, okay, so a Venturi effect, a Venturi effect is, is essentially a hourglass. So you're taking high volume. You could have just said hourglass, dick shit. It, you're squeezing it through a small point, which creates more high pressure. So you can take you can take a low-pressure fuel pump in the tank of a carbureted car, which puts out like 10 PSI, and have it go through injectors because it's taking a large volume of gas and trying to cram it into a really small spot, which increases the pressure. Okay. So you're thinking it's more of like an hourglass kind of effect where they, these bones all got squeezed together into this one area? Yeah, like you have a big giant lake, but there's a there's an out there like this. Estuary. The ocean or going to something. And then just naturally that creates flow. So you got like shit's all flowing because it wants to go there. Like a dam. Gravity. Like a dam. Like it yeah. when they open the shit. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's exactly. Cool. Well, I'm glad you said Venturi effects. I would have never learned what that word means. But I also did think of three other words you could have used instead that most people would understand. But that's such a word. I will say this We're is here the to first learn. time I've heard the word Venturi since high school when I was learning about cars. But uh, the last time you heard that I'm word, you had you that that skull hanging from your rearview mirror. Th- yeah, this is true. Actually, <laughs> I did. It's named after David Venturi. Is that true? Oh. Yeah, a Venturian son's law often. He found out that if he just takes a bunch Venturi of and Venturi and pushes it into his time frame, the most important ones will pop out. Mm-hmm. That's all he true. He actually had a collection of bones, and that's how he came up with the idea. Yeah, actually, Venturi the bones then, were his money. He had, like, all these bones in his land. So were the worms. Like, and then he had, like, he left his garden hose on, and he saw them all go to this one area, and he collected bones. That's why David Venturi... Wow created the venturi effect he said hey wow that's, you know it's so crazy how science works that's an effect that's effective <laughs> that's an effect and i'm gonna name it because it's a principle of physics wow isn't it crazy that all these ideas come from these small moments like the apple hitting isaac newton's head and just discovering you know gravity Dave like venturi that venturi and all his animal bones in his yard uh no newton invented gravity yes this is true this is now on the internet forever you hope you're proud of yourself <laughs> And now it's yeah, true because it's on the internet. Internet. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, obviously we talked about megafauna in the past. We did talk about the short-faced bear and uh, obviously the mammoth and the mastodon and all that stuff. And I think this does draw more attention to my mind. You guys might agree that there might be a lot more of these areas all around Canada that we just don't know about because people don't have these giant mining operations and they don't have the not only the resources to be able to waste all their money finding these things, but also the, the, just the machinery that is necessary to get through all this. Yeah. And obviously global and, uh, warming is a big help because it's going to melt all the permafrost and we can really get on the, the, non, the non-permanent frost. Yeah. The, um, uh, actually while we're, while you're mentioning some of those animals, I, I do want to mention this one that I don't have a ton of information on, but it's called the, uh, uh homotherium tiger, which, uh, it's not the saber tooth tiger. It's actually, which a uh, saber tooth is also commonly referred to as a smilodon. Yeah, smilodon. But, uh, you can tell that because it has a big toothy smile. It's uh, very similar. It had these large canines, and on the back edges, they were actually serrated like a knife. Whoa. I thought only like and, sharks uh, had that kind of thing. Apparently, these things, these were, because there were no saber tooth tigers in Alaska, but they were these, they're not saber tooth tigers, they're scimitar tooth tigers. Nice, nice. Because didn't uh, didn't he say that he found a saber tooth skull? But maybe he found this scimitar tiger skull yes. instead. Because he says he has the saber tooth 
uh, thing, but it might be just be the different. Yeah, thing. he uh, well in the documentary he thought he was saying like the saber tooth and this uh, Norwegian scientist that was there. Maybe he mm. was Finnish. Doesn't matter. He was telling him talking about how it's like old Scandinavian to be sure. It, it, he was talking about the the scimitar tooth tiger. Well, maybe That's interesting because uh, the documentary came out before the podcast, but he still says yeah. Sabretooth now. He completely ignores that the guy told him it's not there. Because he yeah, said, but they said Sabretooth targets aren't supposed to be there, but yet I have the skull, so they died here. It's like, well, the guy told you it's not that, but I guess well, you can kind of tell in the documentary when the scientist was talking to him, he was only half paying attention. Of course. He's not interested in learning that he's wrong about this. He just wants them to just say that he's right about everything. That's it. What the hell is he wrong about? It's not a saber tooth tiger. Facts about his bones, and he still says it's the, it's a different animal. It. And he just so he, he goes just goes again. okay, whatever you say. And then he goes he goes, can you believe this? They said there's no saber tooth tiger yet. I have one here. And the guy's like, actually, it's this kind of animal. He goes, I don't care. I'm not going to say it's not that. I don't give a all shit. Right, it's right, more so interesting it's if I say it's not. Tiger, not. So that's one example of him being incorrect and then sticking to his guns about it because it's more interesting to him to not be. I'm not saying that's all the bones. Obviously not, but for a lot of the things he said, like, well, they said nothing was ever here, and then look at it, the proof's right here. You do you do with you, you know? And I'm sorry I keep giving me a southern accent because he doesn't really have one, but he talks in that drawl kind of one. way. Well, we've mentioned the accents before, whether you're from fucking Naples, Florida, or you're from yeah, Austin, yeah. Massachusetts. He just talks Sometimes slow. Sometimes that shit just fucking shows up, no matter where For you sure. I'm just saying that, much like that example... He's saying all these different animals are supposedly not here, and modern science will have you know with their agenda that they didn't exist, but I have the proof right here in my property, and I'm not letting those scientists look at it because they're just going to lie to me. It's like he gave you an example. This is not – it's impressive. It's a different animal, and he goes, I don't care. A year from now, I'm going to act like you never fucking said that because it's more interesting to me to say that it's not that. And he just right, actively is ignoring second. it. And one, <clears throat> I'm, I'm part on his side due to one thing is that one i believe the scientists two if he let the scientists actually study fucking anything he has we would know a lot more things but we are in the age of information and what was known 10 years ago 20 30 40 50 when all these these kind of findings we, we started finding animals like this in 1800s 1900s that's when these these things were written it, mm -hmm. there's so much more out there now that's been discovered and known so the fact that uh, look, we know it's a scimitar tiger, but we're finding more things. If you let people actually figure this out for themselves, real scientists who actually have a, a scientific method to, for discovery, yeah. we might actually learn something. But he's not not onto something because there's things there that they said aren't there. They're there. Uh, yeah, I think he, I think he's probably right. There, there's new discoveries that obviously scientists that aren't allowed to see it. They don't believe him because they say, well, all I've learned is it's not there. I don't think he's wrong about that. I think he is finding things that we previously did not know live there, and they do, and that he's finding that now. But like you just said, it's hard to verify that if he just hides it all up in his cabin up there and says, I don't want any science types going up here and ruining my good time. Well, see, I yeah, think it's very understand. interesting that you guys keep talking about how you know he doesn't want any scientists up there, but the documentary that came out a year before he was on Rogan yeah. Was how their scientists were literally paying him to come, and they were he was they were coming. They were yeah, and they ruined his the good time. So now they're not allowed the back bones. again. They, they spoiled piecing, all the fun. They were piecing stuff together for him. Yeah, like there was one example where one of the scientists was looking through. He's got all these plastic containers in a warehouse full of bones, and they're sorting through. They're moving them to like finding matches. Like piece they pieced together three vertebrae from a mammoth. Wow. Like yeah, they fit together. Like this is it. And John Reeves took a picture of it. Then they showed a picture. Uh, like a screenshot of his Instagram account, mm. it was a different bone. 
he took a picture in the documentary. Then when they showed the picture, it was a different phone than what the scientist was holding at the time. Well, Why do you think that is? He's a businessman. He wants to, you know, he's doing a know. great job at making some, some hype. Yeah, and I, I think he's we should solid. mention, before I trash him further, which I'll be more than happy to do, that he ha- had, like I said before, he had sent out bones and they didn't give it back to him. So I get why he's like, I don't trust these people. They just want to take it all for themselves. Yeah. And I get that part of it. I, I understand. I do appreciate the freedom aspect. That's why you live in Alaska. You can do whatever the fuck you want. No one can tell you what to do yeah. at all. The cops can't even show up on your property because your property is so large you can you can enforce it by violence. To, in order to I mean, it's the whole thing. You, you live in your own compound up there. It's him and his family all jerking off on a mammoth grave all day long. It's like a, it's like a fucking commune up there with him. Uh, which is great for him. It's what he wants to do. It's what he wants to live his life. It's great. You have your daughters marry guys to get part of the fucking cult, and it's all cute. I get that. But I'm just saying, obviously, we need people to read. This is this is a big scientific find. It's insane. I mean, obviously, in a lot of states as well, Alaska's not one of them. If you do find these things, and other countries as well, it's now property of the government because it's too yeah. important to have your personal collection be carving it into pipes for Joe Rogan. That is something that is history. rare about Alaska is certain plots of land are defined. It has to do, it has to do with gold digging back in the 1800s. There's a yeah. certain name for certain plots of land. And if you buy that type of land, you own from the surface down to the core of the earth. You own, yes. you have rights of what is in the ground, which in most places you, you only own, like the top of it and like the top soil. Yeah. And if they right, find right. minerals in there, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, no, that's too deep. That's actually the states. But in Alaska, you get to keep anything you find in the ground in those, these certain type of plots, not all. Gotcha. I was worried about that, but also there's a little bit of a gray area with that just based off of <clears throat> what I know from Massachusetts real estate. Um, in Massachusetts. How many houses do you sell this year? <laughs> you mean last year? Well, not this year. You mean sorry, last year? Sorry. Wait, do you mean last year or I had this to year? Do it. Both. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you cleared that up. But I have a license. Yeah, but continue. I did, you do know more about real estate than both of us. Buy or sell a house. You got your guy. There's a pool in the do, back. In Massachusetts, you do you do own down own down, and you do have land air rights depending on the zoning rules. So if you're in Boston, I think it's a little different. But like in, you do own up. And you do own down. If you want to drill, if you in Fitchburg, if you want to drill for oil in your house, I believe you can. They're not going to let you, but due to all other laws. But I, there are there is a land air law in Massachusetts. I wonder how if deep I do it, it goes. If I do though. it from the confines of my basement and no one knows about it, then I should be fine. I yeah. think you can still go. I think it's some weird thing. I think you still can go down or up. But you have zoning laws in your neighborhood where you can't build a skyscraper. Yeah fire department things there there's a there's a weird gray area with it but you're right you're right about everything else you're right about actually you're right about everything but there is there is some sort of a there are laws about this so which is why i was talking about just alaska but yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly but he's on private land he's not on state-owned property and so i believe But i'm saying even on private land in a lot of states if you find archaeological or paleontological paleontological matter the state can come and take it from you because it's it's more important yes. for history and research than it is for you to keep as a little uh, necklace but i believe he that's... owns the bones he, he does he does in alaska he does you see what i'm okay. saying okay not every state he gets to but there is an exception 
that we need to talk about ASAP. Let's talk about it. Then. The exception is finding human bones. So and that's archaeology. He doesn't claim or not claim that he's found human bones, but if you find human bones, they fucking take that shit off, no matter mm-hmm. how old they are, and they bring in a team and they close off your property for fucking months. For Which means that every human bone he's found, found he's probably bones. thrown away because he doesn't want them to come up there. No, that's what the pipes stuff, are made out of, obviously. <laughs> So he he Genius. Said, Joe Joe on the podcast was like, so uh, you ever find any uh, you know dead ice uh, ice men there? And he's like, I'm not gonna say I did, not gonna say I didn't. It's because he's like, if he did, they but would even then he could have just said he could have just said no, I haven't. If he's trying to hide it, but he wanted Joe to think that he's a bad boy, and he's like, well, maybe I did, but I don't care about the government come and take my property. So he goes. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't, Joe. Wink, wink. It's I like either you did or you didn't. Either you're going to hide it and just say no or you did and you say, yeah, I did and I'm hiding it. He wanted to say, you want to be coy and be like, hey, Joe, even if I did find it, you know how we are. We don't fucking listen to the government, right? I, I You know, whatever, Joe. Well, it's so thirsty. Like, that would be a, a cool thing to look into maybe to touch on a later podcast or do like a trap door on it or a toilet wine or something is what is there around that area of proof of uh, ancient civilizations and if yeah. uh, your guys theory of you know a body of water bringing all these things together is there evidence that there was civilizations not clearly nothing right there or else we would know about it now but something nearby that could have same thing washed the bodies of uh, early human to the same area mm-hmm. perhaps i mean if you live among there especially back in ancient times humans are just as much an animal as any other animal i mean if there's dead animals there there's probably dead humans there too if they washed away, like you said. Yeah, and they found, like, I know throughout the world, they found woolly mammoths with, like, arrows in them. Yeah, actually, yeah. he did say that he found um, he found one with a what looked like an arrowhead uh, lodged in one of the mammoth bones. And there's markings that look like they're from weapons in some of the bones he found. So it could be proof that there was humans hunting around the area. Wild or at times, least man. I, carving I, them I, up. I, wish woolly mammoths were walking around right now how fucking wild would that be you might get your wish they're currently working on uh cloning a mammoth and putting it in the uterus of an elephant in order to have to give birth to one ethically what do you guys think about that i Um, think it's cool i don't think it's i think it's cool i don't think it should be done i think um most animals go extinct for a reason i mean one of the reasons is humans killed them all yeah, one of the reasons, not all. I, you, I, I don't believe humans killed every mammoth. No one believes that. I'm Those not even talking about mammoths. About I'm just man. talking about, in general, extinct animals. Yeah, they go yeah, extinct yeah. for a reason, because it's God's plan. It's like, maybe we fucking killed them. If Bro, we can bring them back, it'd be good. Go ext- like, there are animals that have done extinct in the past hundred years. Not all of them because of These animals that go extinct this year. Every yeah, year an animal I'm goes extinct. Of, yes, I know, but I'm saying it's not only... Oftentimes, more obviously in the past two three hundred years especially it's because of humans yeah but, but it doesn't true. always Before that, still species that not. go extinct not because of humans to this day yeah, yeah. that's true uh, but i mean when you put it up that way though it kind of feels like hey it's it's the natural order of things like you shouldn't it's like jurassic park like you're so busy thinking if you could you you forgot to think if you should but in my mind i mean if we can bring the mammoth back it's not gonna we're not gonna repopulate canada with mammoths but it'd be cool to be like hey we have brought this ancient animal back to life like we've shown that through our science we can actually have this animal exist on earth and i think not only is that valuable from like just the scientific method to get through that like we can prove we can do it what else can we do it's also like imagine being able to study a mammoth that's alive 
That would be crazy. All should we know about them is just looking at elephants and looking at bones and going, I don't know, probably this. Yeah, but you can tell a lot from bones and tusks and clearly with, with some of the so you know, but when, they're, when right? they're finding pieces of tendons and skin and meat, they can get DNA out of it. It's, you can imagine having cool the organs the though, the brain, a man's yeah, brain, and study it's that. Necessary. I think Dom Dom's major point here is that it's the ethical thing like if we were to bring one mammoth back and i'm pro bringing them back by the way i'll explain why but if we bring them back they're living in a fucking zoo so they might just die of it's not gonna be a uh, fun they're not life making it to the zoo they're not leaving a lab yeah, yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be locked up like frankenstein in the lab just getting tested pretty much yeah exactly so that's the issue but if they were to somehow able to Again, their natural diet, their everything, like, mammoths used, their primary diet used to be those, um, sounds crazy, but the only place I've ever seen them is in New York City, is some Sky of the parks have, <laughs> it's their primary diet, yeah, we all do that. Their um, primary diet yeah. was homeless individuals. <laughs> they, they, they thrived off fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but have you guys seen those, um, I took a bunch home with me one time from the freezer, because they're so cool. I don't know what they're called, but they're like this big, and they look like uh, the softballs that you girls would hit in the batting cages. So softballs. No, no, no. He's saying yellow. no. They're like, they're like the almost rubber with all like that. Oh yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. called it's called like um it's like meat fruit or something like that. It's it's, it's called something. like meat meat the fruit only, or something. The only place I've ever, they're not called meat fruit, but they're something like that. They're, the only place I've ever seen them is in New York City. And that's a big part of their like diet. Like in some so market. Not it's cool. something like that, though. It's no, no, a word saw, like no, meat. Is, there's a park in Queens that, that has them all over the ground. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, when I was there, I was like. Oh, crap. I, I forgot I was in uh, Microsoft Edge. I'm binging it right now. I'm never going to find oh, it. Dude, bing, oh, yeah. Bing, Chandler bing, bing that shit. Bing is bing, garbage and you all know it. But, uh, but it's like a big yellow ball. And they're, they're in Queens at one of the parks, like Casino Park or something. like, And they're... That's a, a, a big part of their diet. So to, to ethically bring a William Mammoth back, you want to give them a lot of space. When they sure. bike in the woods today, and um, you know there was like hunters are allowed because the population's out of control of deer. I didn't see a fucking squirrel, not alone a deer. You know, so to but they they're they're basing that po- population control based off of how much feet each deer is needs to live comfortably and happily and ethically. So a woolly mm-hmm. mammoth is used to, you know, we've all seen Ice Age, long voyages, and a lot Ray of Romano. things Dude, if they ever Romano, actually yeah. do clone a mammoth, I want Ray Romano to be the first person to touch it. Amen. So, uh, so to ethically do this, yeah, we don't want to, I, I, I don't want it to just be in a lab, but it's also a very big creature to just keep in a lab. It is. Also, yeah, uh, it, ethically, it might be wrong, but um, we've done a lot worse ethically for science than this. Yeah. We have, I have a solution, um, and it's to have John Reeves just donate his property to one lay mammoth just chilling. Yeah, if he loves mammoths so much, why not let them live he in... He does. Uh... He wouldn't, there's no way he would fucking do it. He'd, be, he'd probably be happy. He donated his property to the U.S. Air Force for like a couple of weeks to get blown up. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to have a... Yeah, he did, Wait, his what? main business now isn't gold. His main business is a landfill he has on his property where he, he gets he charges people to dump their old houses and shit in there. Wow, I did not know that. He doesn't really mine much gold anymore, he said. He said he he mined most of the gold that he was going to mine off his property before digging a new plot, and now most of his money comes from, um, obviously, investments I'm sure he has, and then also a landfill. 
But Dom, so I'm so sure he'd be kind of. You asked the question about what I just said, and um, oh, sorry. There was the U.S. Air Force had some uh, rented some land in Alaska somewhere, and didn't, and then their their contract ran up for the time, so they they called him and said, "Hey, it's um, the Air Force, and uh, we were wondering if we could use your land to research." Uh, some underground sonar or something, whatever. And uh, he said, yeah, sure. It's, it, it's for, you know, national safety or whatever it is. And it turns out that they did it for a, a more a purpose to understand how Bomb. bombs penetrate permafrost because Russia, whatever. So that makes he, sense. He, and he did it for free. Um, and he said, yeah, I don't need a check. I just need to, I need, I want a written letter from like the president that says you have provided great service to this country and that's yeah that's see that's what i mean money's not no that. object to him but if he's the he's not so but if he's a mammoth guy I, i'm pretty sure he would you think he ever listens to mastodon he listens good to question. mammoth for sure good question it doesn't seem like a mastodon i don't know actually music wise probably country. okay does john probably Reeves country listen to jerry reed i bet he does that's a good chance. Maybe we'll, we'll, they'll publish his Spotify playlist now that he's a big Spotify guy from Joe Rogan. That'd be, that'd be awesome. It's all ABBA. <laughs> that would blow my mind. Could be. He's a 70s guy. All right, listen to all that gay give shit. Give me, give me, give me some manifolds. <laughs> doodly, doodly. Oh, sorry. I should have just done Bones After Midnight. That would have worked, too. <laughs> How about Mammoth After Midnight has to be there somewhere. It's, you can fit in. So, so, oh, no, just don't say some. Give me Mammoth After Midnight. Give me, give me, give me Mammoth After Midnight. Close. So John Reeves. No, hit the myth. Mammoth After Midnight. One more time. What? <laughs> Go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> So he brought up something interesting, and he called it the biggest uh, boner that we ever saw. Not boner. He called it specifically, it's going to be the biggest goddamn bone rush in world history. Oh, he's very excited about his his, his announcement. Uh, so well, let's talk about that, Dylan. He bought, yeah, he bought... He was very excited about his, that. Like, land or mine or something, he bought something, and he, he with that purchase, he acquired all the the intellectual property of that operation and they found in the 20s or something they found uh, a lot of mammoth bones on the property so what they did is they sent those mammoth bones that that company or those people they sent it to the The uh, american natural history museum american natural history museum in new york and this was like uh like a half a million bones right yeah i said it was a whole train car Full of bones. I mean, that's a lot of bones. of bones. And this was in the, the 2020s or the 1920s? Oh, the 1920s. They sent them down to New York City to the museum. And and then there was record of them dumping all of the bones off of 65th Street. Yeah, they said, or he said in the report that they, they quote-unquote ran out of space in the storage and so they had to get rid of them. And they got rid of them by dumping them all into the East River. Yes, and they dumped them in the spot that was where the hospital also dumped all of their waste. Yeah, um, and, he, and this is what he's been he's been sitting on this for for years until he came on Joe Rogan. Then he's going to announce yeah, it. Yeah, no, we already talked about this. The mammoths ate fentanyl. That's why the bones are there. The hospital waste is there. It's all good. 
But he, but he was like, as soon as I say this, everyone is going to go to the East River in this exact location and go scuba diving for these bones. And he yeah. made, he made a and big build-up for it. And then he said where it was. And then he said off the, the, the country collectively didn't do it. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be some people going for him. I hope they're there. I'm going to break it down right now, though, Dylan. Do you think – what parts of the story do you think are absolutely true? I'm not saying he's lying about it because he's reading this information 100 years after the fact. Do you think that they so, ran out of storage and they dumped out all these? I mean, even in the 1920s, they had to know these are valuable bones. You could sell them. You could donate them. You could do anything besides literally treat them as garbage. So you got to read carefully and listen carefully. Um, okay. John Reeves read a draft report associated with the Fairbanks Exploration, which was a former mm. mining firm, and he, has, he acquired their assets, like I said. Right. And he said that they dumped them off the in the river on off 65th street yeah um i personally believe all of it because corporations are shitty and well again it's not a corporation it's a it's a publicly owned uh the museum of natural history is a public it's federally owned so it's not a corporation okay so even worse it's federally owned so Mm -hmm. i mean you worked at target right is target federally owned (laughs) <laughs> no, but you know, you know how it goes with these. You're thinking of FedEx. Yeah, but did you work no. at Target? Is what he's asking. I did. I did. Okay. You know. You know when you get the little fucking skinny thing and it says like, "Go scan this bicycle in the aisle E12." Yeah. And yeah. throw it in the trash compactor. For no, no I reason. never did that. I did that all the time. Throw wow. away bikes. Obviously, all, a lot of food, a lot of whatever is. They just go like there's just for whatever reason. Yes. Yeah, so, so recently yeah, well, produced items are worthless compared to ancient bones, though. They could they well, could make the, all kinds the, of they could make their I whole see, donation. I see what he's getting. I see what he's getting at. What's the? He's saying that things aren't worth stuff. as much. You get rid of them. I run just, out of space. Trust, it's not the I, same I, thing. I'm though. kind of like John Reese. I don't fucking trust shit. I don't trust corporations. The government. I don't trust shit either. I don't trust him. Fuck up everything, and I'm I'm a I'm I'm not. That, I'm not that fucking right wing. I'm like center of the fucking map here. Like just the rest you. of us are. You don't and, have to pick a political aisle to do this. I know that sometimes people make fucking weird decisions for no fucking reason, like abducting humans to take their DNA. All yeah. UFO abductions were probably done by the CIA, <laughs> and I firmly believe that. And we yeah. had a joint venture with the aliens to research their product, which is us. And um, yeah. so. I'm not saying it so couldn't have happened. Why would they not do this? Like, like because they could have never... they could have gained so much more money even in the 1920s. We're not talking about Depression bicycles. Era. We're talking about ancient bones. I mean, even even at the time, people were rich benefactors who were buying and donating these artifacts to the Museum of Natural History to deliver to their museum. I mean, this this whole thing is like I said, it's it's a publicly owned facility. They're they're itching for money. No one's donating extra tax dollars to the museums of America right now. They're mostly funded off of ticket sales and people donating millions and millions of dollars. So taking all these bones and dumping them in the river just seems like a gigantic waste of resources. I don't care how much room you have. It makes so much sense to me because, one, they don't have room. Two, everybody on this earth knows that the most interesting part of a museum is the basement. That basement is filled with shit. The basement. Filled to the brims. The basement is filled with all the best stuff. Shout out to the basement. Of the coolest things in the museum are in the basement, and if you have a just like the Alamo car, train car full of bones hundred pounds a piece, um, they probably went. All right, we'll keep five. Throw the fucking rest in the river. I can see some dick doing that in the twenties, Depression era. How are five hundred thousand bones going to make any money? 
and fuck you. And they put him in the ring. Who would want to make money also, during the Depression, right? Well, no, yeah, but the Depression started in 1928, so that's like, not, when you say the 20s, most of that decade is not the Depression. That's true. So, More of a 30s thing. The entire thing. 20s was the Depression. No. The Roaring Twenties? The Roaring Twenties. <laughs> it was the richest anyone was <laughs> in the country right. until, like, okay, after no, no, World no. War II. All right, it says, in the article, it says 80 years ago, so maybe it was the 30s. I Could be. I think um, he said the 20s on the podcast, um, but who knows? Uh, well, I, Again, Dylan, I'm not saying it couldn't have happened. I'm just saying that it's... Don't take everything he says at face value, because he's a fart-sniffing liar. No, 80 years ago was the 40s. <laughs> Wow. 1945 was 78 years ago. 1845? No, he said 19. I know. It's on record. It's in the book. So, um, no, but another interesting thing uh, to think about for dumping those bones is uh, they've added a lot of landmass to Manhattan. It used yeah. to be a much smaller, so maybe Landfill, there wasn't yeah. as much room. Or maybe they were like, hey, we're dumb people in the 1920s or 30s or 40s because we can't figure that shit out if we dump these bones here maybe we can make this river be different we can build more land Possibly. i don't think that's what it is but okay no but i'm just <laughs> saying it could have been i again i really hope that someone goes down there with a scuba suit and finds a freaking mammoth bone and then it's the bone rush just like john said i hope that's barriers true. barriers here why is that hard um to to get to scuba dive in the east river you need a permit, and uh, that's hard to get. Well, to be two, fair, it's probably not safe to go into the East River. Not the place I would Yeah, it's be. full of it's fentanyl and mammoth bones. Berkey as fuck. Berkey as fuck, and then 80 years of shit dick sediment. I mean, shittiest, shitty, mm. shit-ass sediment. Even now, I'm you're still sure talking, they, they pump in toxic waste. You're not talking Amazon waste. River sediment that's made of biological material and human shit. You're talking, like, fucking trash. Yeah, yeah, like Teflon and fucking God, asbestos no. and everything else. Asbestos, Teflon, dyes, tannery fucking juice. Like, just shit. So it could Probably be... Probably grease and sludge. Be, there could be 500,000 items of mammoth parts in the East River, but it's covered yeah. with 30 feet of bullshit. So yeah, and I, also, to be fair... It's murky as fuck and disgusting. Mm -hmm. so There's definitely bones to... down there, but most of them were going to be human bones. <laughs> Definitely a lot of human bones. And then you're talking, they're in the hospital waste sector. So they're dumping, mm. you know, amputation. The burn, hospital waste shit. sector. This sector of is a hospital waste. That size for oil waste. This is wood yeah. waste. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, but, but you know how it went back then before the EPA started stepping in on stuff? Yeah. Like It's the easiest yes. way to get rid of stuff. Just throw it in the river. The, the oldest trick in the book. really, really locked down on pollution into waterways until the 80s. Um mm. And even then, they were, had to drag the country kicking and screaming. Industrial into Revolution, they had, if you go to any mill right now that's on a river in Lawrence, in Salem, in fucking Methuen, in fucking anywhere, in where? Fitchburg. Fitchburg, Lemonster, you name it, you can see their drainage pipes, which were just all the used juice that they used. A lot of them were tanneries, because were textiles in the Northeast, so like... That dye, that juice, all just went. Oh, a lot of it's a lot of acidic stuff to break the leather down to get to the point where you could work on it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the tannery, uh, uh, chromium, and uh, whatever. But like, um, Danny Tanner. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be tough. They can do it, but they gotta get a permit in the city of New York, allowing divers to go do shit like that. 
it's going to be tough. I, I don't know. He said if anyone has an outboard motor and a scuba suit, they can go get it right now. It's going to be a bone rush. He said that, but... Yeah, but he doesn't live in New York. He doesn't fucking Coast know Guard, This is Coast Guard property, and they're going to Coast Guard uh, uh, jurisdiction, and they're They have first dibs. The Coast Guard's going to be on you on this. They're going to be like, hey, you don't have a fucking permit. This is a safety issue. You're fucked. No. So yeah. it's going to be hard for anyone to do this, because people have tried already unsuccessfully. I think you even need a permit for a drone. So... I believe probable that. Probable cause plus permit plus whatever. It's going to be tough. I believe that this is there's some, probably an ounce of truth to this, that there's something there. I bet Tom Cruise could get in there. Oh, yeah. You got to have some clout. Do some mission of hospital shit. Like, he'll start, like, five miles down the river in a scuba thing, one of those self-propelled things and stay Dude, low James below Cameron the should get down there. James Cameron already has this a great diving submarine that he personally James owns. James Cameron, I vote one bigger than James Cameron. Robert D. Ballard. How is he bigger? I don't know who don't the fuck that is. He, I will tell you all about Robert D. Ballard. Does he know Please. John Reeves? Uh, that's no, what we're talking about here. Kindred Robert spirits, D. perhaps. Ballard is most famous for two things. Take a guess. Uh, kicking ass and taking names. He's all out of bubblegum. Uh, true, Dom? He's famous for two things? Hmm. What's his name again? Robert D, as in Dick Ballard. Um, Ballard, okay. as in Mallard. Uh, you know, I actually have no guesses on what this Robert man is famous for. Oh my for, god! I what a building! Just throw something I out. I bet no, because I bet he's not famous. Ooh, he might have you there. <laughs> but did I say Robert, as in Bob? D, as in Dick, and Dick. Ballard, as in as in Mallard. Like yes, you did. Robert D. Ballard found two very, 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 very important ships in the Atlantic. One what of them, the judge of that? One of them is called the Bismarck. And the Bismarck that is, okay, that's very famous. Right, he, he discovered the Bismarck in the Atlantic, and the Bismarck was sank by... Or, or the Bismarck sank the HMS Hood, which was the biggest British battleship of World War II. And the Bismarck... And the ship was not sunk, circumcised. The ship was not circumcised. The HMS Hood. And the, and the, <laughs> That's and why it's so hard to find. The Bismarck Under the hoods the, there. The Bismarck was part of two ships built by the Nazis. One was the Bismarck and one was the Turpus. And they were fucking giant battleships. Enormous. And the Turpus was sank in Norway at, at harbor because it was such a huge target for the Allies. So we found it and blew it up immediately as quick as we could. The Bismarck was sank the hood, which was a huge deal, and it also, and then it got sunk by a fucking biplane. That's and amazing. That sunk. So that was his first discovery, which was a pretty big deal. And then he found the Titanic. Yeah. I oh my God, your audio actually... sounds so much better when you talk into the microphone. Oh my God, are you serious? I actually you sound amazing. Is, you like Yeah, I know you don't like to. You like to be comfortable when you podcast. You like to sit on the couch and lean back yes, and chill I the do. fuck out. But if you have the the microphone right up to your mouth, it all sounds right, so right, much better. All right, cool. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, hold so, on. Dylan, Dylan, Robert D. Ballard Dylan, found the Titanic. Dylan, before you keep talking, I need to take back my statement of him not being famous because I know the story of how he found the Titanic. <laughs> it's an incredible story. <laughs> Dylan, you don't have to lean in the whole time. I'm just saying. Next time, just no, have but the I can I can hear face. it. It does sound, of course, it very, does. very. You don't hear all the echo from the it's a nice, nice. Oh yeah. Anyway, hey, sorry. Up? Go ahead, Dylan. Oh, that boy. sounds great. This sounds terrible. <laughs> oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm really right, sorry. Just start start riffing. 
Ah. Like, did I mute him? I can't mute you, sorry. Just start chatting things. Alright, Dom, vamp about uh, something. I'm gonna mute it myself, hang on. There you go. Oh, you didn't say scat, you said vamp. Yeah. Do you wanna just do a break? Let's just do a break. Alright, we're gonna do a break. We're gonna come back to you guys and talk about Robert Ballard for a second because he's the man I'm hiring for this. Be right back. Commercial break. <laughs> Couldn't have put it better myself. It's cool. It's all good. No, but but you you are if you don't. Do it. I'll go. I will bite the bullet. I don't think you should go yet because we need to save you for later when people start not wanting to do it because you're going to have to do it. And Jeff is Jeff is going to do it anyway. Jeff's going to do it right now. What kind of thing make it? It's a zero. Awesome. That's what I want. That's in your dick, dude. Jeff Jeff is Jeff is on his way up right now. Jeff is getting his costume on right this second. Oh, Full of roaches. Wait, I want my song to be the end of Ariel, so. All right, we're back. Dylan Joe, basement podcast with Dom. And uh, we're just going to wrap up some Robert D. Ballard stuff. So we have fully disclosed that he's a fucking genuine badass. Good guy to find we, bones. We don't always disclose stuff. More often than not, we don't disclose anything. So this is a very big moment for us. Yeah, Robert D. Ballard could be the guy to find the bones because if anyone's got the money and the time and the expertise to do stuff, if you can find the Titanic, which is how many thousands of feet down? You could probably find multiple. Yeah, multiple. You could probably find some made of bones. Well, are you going to go into the story about how we found the Titanic or are you going to make me tell that story? I'm going to make you tell Why it. Why don't you tell it? Um, so basically, what happened was uh, he was contracted through the government, the, the U.S. Uh, military, um, to test some sonar equipment. And they were like, we want you to find the Titanic. And you have this much time to do it. And he was trying and trying. He couldn't fucking find it. And he was like, give me like one more week. I have one more spot to check. And he found it because he was working with them. He was like helping the military work on sonar stuff. He's the one that found it, and then James Cameron went, I can now make a movie. <laughs> because it wasn't, they it should have called him Bob Ross, because that's a happy accident if I ever heard one. Yeah, because it, it was, I mean, the Titanic has not, like, its wreckage, or it's, like, all that remains has not been, the location has not been known for that long. Like, all only, that only a couple decades, well, it's, fuck, I always forget that it's 2020 now, but yeah, 30, 40 years. That's as long as we've known where the Titanic ended up. Yeah, they didn't find it until, yeah, we were almost I mean, they alive. found, they we're, found, we're, we're um, it's like 1988. They found the, uh, what's the sister right? ship, the Britannic? Is that the sister ship? They found that The first. Britannic. Because that's, yes. what, that's near Greece, I think. It's only like, it's only like a couple hundred feet down. I don't know. I what thought it was called saying. the Olympia or the Olympia. The well, Atlantic Star Lines, I believe, is the manufacturer of the Titanic, the Britannic, the Olympia, and maybe the USS, I, isn't Amer- the USS, Am- the US Olymp- America. The Olympic, or whatever. I think so. I know that it's like Atlantic Star I'll Lines. Bang it Star, while we talk. Star Lines or something like that is the manufacturer Starlight, of them all. Star Bright. Why the fuck? And the Starlight Titanic Express. was the only one with four exhaust tubes. Yeah. 
Well, one of the big things I know we're not talking about the Titanic. On yeah, it's called the Olympic. Yeah, the but, sister uh, ship. And the Britannic. You're right. They yeah. had they had two sister ships. Uh, they examined. I know I watched a documentary about them examining the Britannic in relation to the Titanic and the reason why the Titanic failed when the other ones lasted so much longer. And there was something with uh, the way that they make. You know, you have to add stress points into these ships because it's so massive. They are going to flex, and you need to make room for that to happen. It's kind of like you see the bridges. Yeah, dude, if I was that massive, I'd be flexing too, Yeah, brother. but that day will never come. <laughs> hey, hey, you don't know. I could get really fat. This is true. But see, you see, like, you see the bridges, and they got these... Uh, <clears throat> uh, the bridges have ridges going across and these metal things, and it's all for temperature fluctuation and stuff, so it has a little bit of movement in it. If it's too rigid, it'll just break. And the ship's too like that, visual. too. And on the on the Britannic, it had like these wedges that came to a ball for movement. But for some reason, the Titanic it came to a point and it was too sharp and it didn't absorb enough uh, of the motion, and that's why it broke so easily when it did start to crack. Oh, damn, <laughs> it was already half in the water and it snapped in half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why it failed because it, it, it would have been it one piece sinking okay. down, but now it's two pieces. <laughs> Exactly. But you guys know that wow, another episode of the Titanic conspiracy is who was the major banker of the time? Uh, JG Webber. Um, JP Morgan. Yeah. Oh, JP Morgan, yeah. JP Morgan, JP Morgan, Morgan was supposed to be on that ride and then oh, he canceled well, you last couldn't minute. You could be that lucky, huh? But the Titanic had a bunch of other people on there that were like his enemy and they believed that he sank it. Just yeah, Jack and Rose. Yeah. Another episode. Hey, yeah. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. It's recording. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Okay, I'll say it. There's a huge How come there were no Jewish people on the Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> definitely Kidding! Were. So, um, yep, he found the Titanic. And what's, what's interesting about the Titanic to me is, just like the Man with Bones, is it's not it's on a sun. map, if you're looking at inches. It's not that far from Canada where it sunk in the Atlantic. You always think it's like dead center in the Atlantic. It's actually not that far from the coast. It's like 400 miles. Yeah, it's like 400 miles from the coast. It's not that far compared to the Atlantic voyage. They almost made it. This that's just the tip of the iceberg. Too small. That's that's it. Just the tip of the iceberg. So, Robert G. Ballard could. I don't know if he's still alive, but probably um, he could find the Earth Bones. If he, if he decides, I to think listen. someone else could find him too. Man. And if he did, there's a lot of money in it for him. Wow, he's be. 80. He's still with us. He's still with us. I hope he gets buried at sea. Do you think that's what his wishes are? And he'll be like, "Find this. It's lead lined." <laughs> he goes, "And it's Bring all, it's all like." <laughs> no, but he has it all trench. like. Um, like the um, the the Nighthawk bomber, where it's all radar deflecting shit. So he's like, "Yeah, good luck finding me." All right, you better. Well, dig. all he's gotta do is to 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 that like ground scanning sonar stuff or whatever GP ground, ground penetrating radar. Penetrating radar, yeah. Is is just make yourself look like a rock. But it wasn't a rock. But it wasn't a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a rock lobster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, what's a rack? It's a country. What is that from? Big uh, parents. Yeah. What? 
Yeah, uh, pretty uh, close. Dirty Parents. Um, it's not cheaper by the dozen. It's the same time that Steve Martin was selling. I know, out. I know. It's like uh, bad. It's parents. him and Queen Latifah, and Eugene Levy is in it too. I know, but the, um, um, you'll never guess it. It's not, it's not your fault. Crazy Parents. Final guess. Bringing down the house is what's. Oh called. yeah, okay, I never wasn't going to get that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the kid from uh, Two and a Half Men. He's reading a magazine. It's Playboy, and he goes, "Dad, what's a rack?" And he goes, "It's a country." Uh, and he takes the magazine. I'll never forget that that's joke. Great. So. But obviously, we know now in the modern day that it's pronounced Iraq because we're not uh, we're not heathens anymore, and that's why that flock of seagulls song makes no sense now because it's like Iran and Iran, Iran so far away, like it mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't flow that well. Yeah, he'll never get away from that. Gotta get away. Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe they should do that song instead of uh, "Back to the Bone." <laughs> That's more it's Dylan's always, style. Dude, I ran by flock of seagulls is always. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Welcome. I bet Dylan loves that, that was, song. You know how like That's, every uh, GTA. I do too. Like, though. I'm not one song. Shit. It's like the song for Vice City stories. Yeah. It was I ran flock of seagulls. Like it played the most. Oh well, Vice City has arguably the if you count the radio, the best soundtrack of any video game ever made. Probably. Uh, I mean, GTA Five's on par. Really good. GTA Five is really like, good. I've I've seen GTA Five's kind of cheating though because GTA Five has like. What, 20, but, 50 times the amount of songs? Like, it has way more yeah, songs. Uh, well, but the original, the 360 version, when it first came out, didn't have as much as when they updated it to PS4 and Xbox mm-hmm. One. But, uh, I mean, but also, I, it's I've like, it's more of a bands. soundtrack. Like, GTA is like, it's just the radio, modern day. Vice City, like, they picked the songs to be like, give you, like, the, the flavor of, like, Miami in the 80s. Like, it, it was more yeah, like, yeah, it was all, the yeah, feeling there was of it was there. Like radio station in the game, but there was, like, yes. three. Yeah. But it was all like '80s stuff, you know. Yeah, I, don't know, yeah. I think the Vice City soundtrack is better than the new stuff. Or maybe GTA Four is what I mean, because like the one with America with horse and no name, when you ride a motorcycle through the desert in L.A. Uh, no, horse and no, no name. That's, that was that's in San Andreas. San Andreas. San Andreas. Sorry, I'm thinking of San Andreas. Yeah, yeah, San Andreas was good. That's when it had uh, this is Fernando on Love '98.5. I love how you can still your... on on YouTube. They have the full track. I listen to it five I hours. I do it at work of, all the time. Yeah. I would listen to sure, five yeah. hours of Fernando, like... and he'd be like. What's your favorite Tony Hawk game? That doesn't matter. Soundtracks on YouTube. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The best time ever. But like uh, the co- the the talk radio on San Andreas was so good. This is Fernando. If you're with your girlfriend, or your boyfriend, or both, and you're trying to make a sweet <laughs> love in the middle of the night to your lover, and you come across a wild boar, you say to him, "I love you," but I just can't be with you at this moment. And then you move on. You get in your car and you drive away. That guy. Same as Fernando. Uh, yeah, there's uh, in GTA Five. There's one of the talk shows who's just playing the track. Is what? One of the talk shows on the radio in GTA Five is just Danny McBride. Just, yeah, he's making. <laughs> you go outside the basically. city, you go into the desert. He's the talks guy, and if you go in the city, it's JB Smooth with awesome. Chakra Talk. Home. <laughs> Where your chakras? Chakra Talk. Rated R for retarded. Knife after dark. <laughs> Hey, mister, can I borrow a knife? Sure, kid. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, <laughs> they're <John> like Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to the mammoth. We gotta okay. wrap this thing up. Yeah, here. We'll, let's let's uh, let's address the mammoth in the room. You go right, first. How do I how do I boot Dom from the recording? Shut the fuck up! I'm killing it. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't wait to watch this next week and be like oh i said that 
Oh, wish I didn't do that. Not you're used to it, my friend. Out. You're as used to it as we are at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I will go on multiple wow. hours. Seventy. I watched about twenty minutes, and I was like, I actually can't do this. No, wait. Skip until the end. I did. Oh, I did. You that. get drunker. Okay. Yeah. I watched my whole. <laughs> so here's Wallace. <laughs> then at very end, it's like we're trying to end it so many times, and I just go, "Oh, one more thing." I didn't say this yet, but this. And you just go, yeah, you already said that. And then the episode just ends. <laughs> the good news, Dom, is that you're a heavy equipment mechanic, and um, they're not going to look at this and go, ah, oh, yeah, we can't hire that guy because he got drunk on a podcast. No, because they don't know how to work podcasts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they don't know what a podcast actually what, what's, what's a podcast? <laughs> they're much like Wallace in that way. It's a podcast. Yeah. The amount of times I say I'm a fan in my regular life and you guys aren't there, it makes no sense. I'm like, I'm a fan. Okay. People are like, okay, you like it? Got it. It's like when um, Dave Chappelle was on Joe Rogan and he goes, yeah, you know, he's really nice Joe with Rogan it. Again. And all of a sudden, that takes off. So now you're saying I'm a fan in your accent and all of a sudden people are yeah. saying that in public and it's going to show up on some crazy podcast sometime. You go, I invented that, but there's no proof. He's nice with I it. I invented the piano key necktie. I invented, I invented it. Well, I invented the word "swick," and that took off like gangbusters. Swick, it's a combination oh, right. of sweet and sick. I've never so heard of like say sick, that. nasty, like Jeff. Mm-hmm. No, that was well, yeah. Cool. Well, his his name is Sick Nasty, but his second account was Swick Nasty because of that. <laughs> wow, it's already taken off ten years ago. Yeah. Do you know why his name was Sick Nasty Fifty Seven? I do. I was there because he's Sick Nasty, and Fifty Seven is a number he was in football. Oh, that's a great guess. Sick Nasty, you're right about. It was a ping pong score when we were playing in Cook Lane. It was between Amanda and Brendan, I believe. It was five to seven, and he goes, there you go. He went, it's sick. It's nasty. It's five to seven. That's it. So he came up with it. Dude, I remember freshman year of high school, I saw this kid wearing, because Sick Nasty, there's a, I don't know if it's still in business, I hope it's not, but it was a Sick Nasty, it was a clothing brand called Sick Nasty. And this kid they had this it. shirt that said Sick Nasty. And I was a freshman in high school. I looked at it. I didn't say it out loud in mind. I was like, my cousin made that up. <laughs> yeah. I did. Trendsetter. I never heard yeah. anyone else say it besides him. You know? Nope, I haven't. We got to get him on here. I'm going to drag him kicking and screaming on this podcast. He'll be It'd good. Be so He'll be fun. fine. He's used to performing in front of people. He'll figure it out in two seconds. I know, but he doesn't talk in front of people. And also, I told him, I told Brent, I'm like, I think the only way I'm going to get him on is if I have you on too. And, uh, Maybe we can get Bren back on too. Yeah, yep. I think we can get Jeff on. I'm pretty sure. I think that's how to get Jeff probably uh, to get something in in person. Yeah, yeah, because but technology that's even harder. is not it, his yes, is. strength right now. Technology uh, isn't his strength, but it's easier. If you say you want to record a podcast at at a Dylan's house, he'll be like, ah, like how about on Thursday night when you're sitting on your couch, you just turn your phone on for an hour. He'd be like, okay, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, I don't have to leave. I don't have to go anywhere. That, not though. good you hear that jeff what's the podcast, a podcast. <laughs> yeah we need to mail jeff like a whole setup and be like just plug it in mail it. if it's on his phone it's not gonna be good jeff like, write us an essay mm. about this well no he has a laptop so it, it, he you from the laptop don't okay. forget he's got a lot more um resources now that he lives with his girlfriend they have stuff Technology. that he yeah, can use she's, she's got her yeah you don't even need that I, I mean she, she had to she had to work she had to like take classes online so she needs she has a laptop that's capable of video chatting because she had to do it i saw the laptop he brought it to new hampshire 
He did. There you go. Yes, I thought it was did. mine. I was like, why is my laptop here? I was like, oh, it's his. Yeah. Don't forget, you don't even need a laptop, though. Every single podcast I've been on that wasn't in person, I've just used my phone. And it shows. Your audio sounds terrible. I don't use my phone speaker. I use my AirPods. <laughs> Thank God, not your phone speaker. Imagine. I mean, microphone. Oh. Wow. So how much of this is going to go into the podcast about bones? Well, all of it. All of it. <laughs> nice. It all stays in. You know the rules. And so do you I. You didn't say anything crazy yet. Unlike calling the episode boners, which is apparently fucking not allowed, but whatever. How about so... how about we call it John Reese's a bastard man? <laughs> That's an always sunny reference. Dylan. Yes, it is. I didn't get it. Um, we can call it something about what to call it let's call it that's the dylan joe basement podcast where your hosts <laughs> no no pod. i'm kidding kidding no, no. let's no. do one more thing uh, let's let's I do, do I, one I, more I, thing I, I, have no, I have another thing we can uh mention quickly is uh, i think we need a little bit more and then we can wrap it up so some of the things about uh these moments you know, a lot of them they come out just you know looking as they are like brown sometimes the outer layer of the, especially on the tusks the outer layer breaks off sometimes you just have the inner stuff but sure. some of these bones, they have these uh, markings on them that people think is from water running over it or getting stuck onto it, like they leave a trace. But it's actually okay, a, yeah. a crystal um, called uh, uh, Vivianite, and it's like this grayish, whitish, almost bluish crystal. Um, and it's actually let me let me read this like I'm eighty. Mm-hmm. Great. Read it like you're a uh, Ballard. It's uh, it, it basically it comes from, you know, when it's the bones in the permafrost. There's no oxygen on it, but like a, a little crack in the permafrost will occur naturally, and oxygen will get in. And the way it reacts to these bones, it forms these lines, and it turns it like this bluish gray. And mm. it's literally a crystal growing on it. It's not like people think it's like oh, it's those look like roots on it or water flowing over. But it's actually a crystal that grows out of the bone. It doesn't get high. It just makes little marks on. It. And it looks cool. Cool. That's an indicator of the environment <laughs> that it was in before it was found, I guess. Yeah. We like crystals. Proof that an auction getting there before John. You know, I don't think we touched enough on how he gets these bones out of the earth. Why don't you Let's describe to the it. folks how, how he gets them out of there? Because, you know, when he started off doing his, you know, his gold digging, you know, you're using excavated bulldozers, front end loaders, digging and stuff. And honestly, if you keep doing that, you know, there's, you can't feel much when you're doing that. You're great chance to break the bones from off the side without ever seeing them. So they figured out they uh, used these water pumps and they got this. Put them on the muck bench. Uh, basically a pond the that they yet. use. And uh, he basically he has these two water pumps. It starts with uh, an eight inch. This is actually not quite the Venturi effect, but similar. <laughs> he starts Maybe with, that's the name of the episode. He starts with these eight inch hoses. You know, he's got big pumps, pumps through eight-inch hose. Then it goes into the base of the the jet. And to be clear, it's eight-inch wide, right? Not long. Yes. <laughs> What's the? It's girl? not. It's not wide. It's a circle. It's the circumference. It's like oh, it's so like jumping a train. The diameter is. Eight I'm gonna jump a train widthwise, not lengthwise. <laughs> um. So eight-inch diameter hose that goes into his he's got these big water cannons that are six inches at the base and at the spout are only two inches so it's extremely high pressure uh mm -hmm. but not enough to break the bone but it 
you know, all the glitters just break the mold and it just washes off all the dirt. And that's eventually they, they run the things like 12 hours a day. And they just watch and just have expensive. all this slurry just going down the road. But uh, it leaves the, it's enough you can see, it's such a slow process. You can actually see it wear down. You're like, oh, well, there's a bone. That's not going to wash downstream because it, it's not like it's fast. <laughs> but that, that's how they gotcha. do it. That's how they don't break the bones. Now we know. Eight inch girth by hundred foot fire hose situation, sort of that. Uh, I'd wash get the areola effect going, and then you're you're good mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. It's that's Splooge City. <clears throat> Splooge City. Splooge City, bitch. Splooge, Splooge City, bitch. <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Well, all right. You guys want to do some final thoughts on this bad boy, John Reeves, the boner? Before we do that, I want to have one more back and forth between. You and I, and obviously, Dom, you're welcome to join in. Because I'm on your team for this. I, you know, I, I bet. We'll see. What do you think he should he should be doing with these bones? Do, do, do you, you're, you're bought in completely to, to what he's doing right here, right? He has all these bones, thousands and thousands of them. They're all these ancient animals that shouldn't be there. Is this is this all in the up and up? This guy just is doing this. We're just going to let him keep doing I mean, obviously, not to us. It's his property, all that good stuff. But, like, ethically, much like the bringing a man back to like, is he, um, you know, acting ethically towards this these pieces of history that that are discovered, or or do you think that he should be a little more generous with the uh, those those damn scientists that should show up on his property? I'll go first. Because at some point, it's it's more of a humanity. It's it's a benefit to humanity to have these things here, and he's hoarding them. So, uh, do you guys remember the ice bucket challenge? I yeah. do incredibly annoying and it was self-serving to every single person who did it but yes. the uh but the people laughing at the end were the Lou Gehrig's foundation who raised like tens of millions of hundreds of millions of dollars off of this based off of they knew that a bunch of uh, everyone around the world just wants to see their face on fucking instagram so yeah. at the end yeah. of the day everyone looked like idiots you get annoyed because you watch this girl do it or this guy do it who is doing mm -hmm. it because they want to be part of th something. It's and, a trend. It's a viral trend. It's a trend or whatever it is. So yeah. like they knew that they would do that, but the only people laughing at the end were the people who just raised a ton of money for a really good cause. So by having John Reeves do this, wait a minute, I haven't tagged to that. They, they raised so much money. They actually developed a drug that helps with, with ALS and it helps slow the process of it. You wonder how much that drug costs after all those charitable donations they got to develop it? $200,000 if you want to buy it. So thanks for all your charity, everyone in the world. Thank you so much. Now that our company's developed this drug, it's going to cost you the price of a house. Fuck yeah. you. Also, but it's the other thing about ridiculous. the Ice Bucket Challenge is you had two options. Donate to ALS or make a video of you dumping yeah. water on yourself. Most people were, but, but they, they raised so much money. They, they they developed the drug, and then so even though it was for like it's Dylan said, it's for <clears> a, a vanity, uh, that it, it you know is for the good cause. They they raised money. They they actually developed the drug, and when it's all said and done, it still costs two hundred thousand dollars. So most people can never even have it. So what was that all that charity for? The five rich people who good were going to live anyways. Well, you can look at it as a step in the right direction. Bunch of bullshit, but. Sort of a step in the right direction because they still were able to create something of this, and then you can you. It's better you than theoretically not doing it, I guess, want but... to. You could get a Mark Cuban situation going on where he lowers the cost of it to something people can actually afford. So that and you can also you blame can't depend on that. 
You can also blame you can also you might you also might have a meteorite land in your yard and you can sell that too, but it's very unlikely and it will never happen more than once. So, yeah, but I, you could blame you could blame insurance. It'd be nice if other well. corporations so, could have their R and D team be donated money from people who are looking to help people suffering and help and medically, and then you just sell it for the price of a house after you're done. Yeah, but that's I mean, not going to happen. Companies aren't good, so. Um, but so, I think it makes it brings to your point though it's it's both sections of it it's that the 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 coming together for the benefit of people in general and then the hoarding of wealth for your own personal gain which is what John's yeah that's doing a problem well. well here's the thing with John is that he's had he's has he has a groundbreaking world record discovery like none Literally. other and what he's doing is he's doing something right and that is that he is preserving these whether you like it or not he's put them in a warehouse they're clean they're sitting on a fucking shelf somewhere. All the and, ones he doesn't sell as pipes, he, he is preserving them. Yeah. Well, like I said, he do, he is disclosed. Very I'm sorry, his daughter he's sells them. Taking not he's not taking fully intact ones and selling them. He's taking fragments of them and making them into things. So he's preserving as much as he can. That's the first thing he's right. The second thing he's right is he's following a he's he's ta- he found something that lights his fucking self on fire and he's super passionate about it and it provides a lot of uh, what's it, intrinsic. Uh, uh, fun for him so yeah. he's doing he's doing this out of the well he could you know, i know it's not that black and white but he's doing this for fun because it's super fun and super cool yeah because now he has more money than other, he knows to do with so he, well there's he other things right but there's other things in the world where this so like right now the news is just focused on the wars the this the fucking diseases and all these things the this is media. this is more on the positive side of things where it's like Hey, this is pretty cool. SpaceX is also doing something cool, and you can look at that bad too and say that, oh, well, they could be spending that money on research to develop vaccines for cancer or whatever it is. Well, they're fucking not, and they're putting, they're having space, and it's something. If you're a five year old boy again, you're not looking at the bad side of SpaceX. You're not looking at the bad side of the bones. You're looking at, hey, this is fucking cool, and there's a dude who's doing some cool shit, and it's positive news for the world. If you want to dive deep into it, you're going to get negative. But if you don't, you don't. And you go, hey, this is pretty fucking cool. And it allows a bunch of, you know, nine-year-old boys to look forward to doing something when they're a future. Second thing is this dude's getting old. Um, he doesn't want to sell anything right now. Uh, he has all these hoards, all these bones. He's not going to sell them. Those are inevitably, there is no chance that those are not going to end up in scientists' hands who are going to use this for the benefit. It might happen in 20 years, 30 years, something. But his kids will run his estate eventually. And this shit's eventually going to get... Well, his kids are boners, to be too. Studied. Maybe they it's just you're getting impatient because you want these things to be studied right now. But there is no rush. There is no rush to do this. It's There's gonna a bone happen. rush, brother. There is a brother bone rush, but it's going to happen. There's way too much there for this not to get into the hands of people who are going to study, identify, find out more about us and the things we are around and the world around us. Right now, this point. is the first step. It might be negative in your eyes, but it is the first step into a bigger thing. And that's how everything I'm not in history totally has gone. Negative, but yeah, that's I, how everything I, I in history has gone. You, you, this guy is using his own way of doing this. Mm. And it's in his own, his own thoughts, his own opinions, his own rights, his own ways, his own whatever it is. And he's hoarding mm. it or whatever it is. But that, just like everything else in history, it's a step towards progress. And it inevitably yes. will be. That's my thoughts. But on he has, it's true. I mean, think has, about how many... You know, artifacts were robbed from other <clears throat> civilizations yeah. by England and France and shit like that. We learned a lot from that too, but it was done the wrong way. So it took hundreds of years, there. sometimes, and we're still learning more about the things that that the 
white people discovered in South America and whatever it is for their own wrong reasons. And it's like yeah. hundreds of years for people to really go, all right, now we can finally study these things because they're out of people's hands but we didn't like. In a lot of the cases, it was they were finding everything so spread out or so sporadic. Like, oh, we found a couple here, a couple here. But he has so many bones right now. He doesn't need to wait to have more to have the collection examined. He could have possibly half of a skeleton of a mammoth already. All he has to do is let the scientists come and examine it and do it. He used to do it. I thought he was still doing it, but I've learned from YouTube from what he was doing. Yeah, talking no about one's Joe allowed Rogan that He's not letting people yeah. there anymore, but he was before. What, ha what changed in his mind? All of a sudden, he's not letting people come and look at his bones. I understand mm -hmm. he doesn't want to send them out. Joe was saying how some bones never came back. That would be so frustrating. I understand that. Yeah. Why did he stop letting scientists come and examine his bones now? He shouldn't. Ha they shouldn't have to wait twenty years for him to be gone. What his kids will do with them? They can do it now. They yeah, he, do it on, he didn't have to they sell can do them. It on his he could just keep and them. Never send them away. They could. He could still yeah. own them. All they have to do is look at them, take pictures at different angles, uh, catalog them, and it could be studied around the world as soon as they're uploaded to the internet. And he, he hasn't. Right. He hasn't cataloged he them at right. all. He just puts them in bins no. and just based on yeah. their size or whatever. Yeah, but he, he could be right. Like, oh, we I mean, don't catalog. About, we just throw. He could be right about what? Think about what happened. Think about what happened seventy-five years ago in Roswell, New Mexico. A farmer had a UFO crash on their property, and it was all cool and whatever it is. And then as soon as they let someone touch it, it disappeared. And because it disappeared, because if that got disclosed, it would change the the, the mainstream narrative that this was. This is yeah, something there's, groundbreaking there's, there's that's going to change. That's going between... to change religion, our history, or whatever it is. And it's too much of a groundbreaking thing if you get in the wrong hands. Things do yeah, change, and there is fact there was a history. Not animals that lived twenty thousand years ago. It still changes the narrative. Yeah, but he was already letting the, the scientists the, the go. The media they, narrative, man. The scientists don't want you to think that we have the not truth the narrative. Here. I mean, I know I'm saying you just right now. said the narrative, Roswell. No, I'm saying with with Roswell, that's pretty groundbreaking because that blows apart religion yeah, and that, possibly that our origin yeah but, that's a pretty good straw man but, i get, I get but, that yeah roswell it's, is it's, different is, there is a slight aspect of this where though. it's going to say that woolly mammoths weren't there 10 40 000 years ago whatever it is and they were it still changes something it changes yeah, the history the books and and he's scared that if he gives us away they're just going to fucking cover up the whole yeah, damn thing and then all the all the fun is gone before. they already figured out they already carbon dated bones that he had how come now all yeah, why do you guys know. think he stopped why do you guys think he stopped letting people go there i think that a couple of scientists come up there and they weren't cool i man. think they said they were like talking shit yeah and then he was like fuck this i don't want to hear that shit get out of here you're supposed to be chilling out with me drinking caribou piss and hunting and hanging out and telling me all my stuff is groundbreaking and I'm amazing. And don't tell me that it's the, you know, it's the scimitar too. Don't tell me that actually it's not really moose. It's this other thing. Don't tell me any of that. I'm a groundbreaking hero. I'm a, I'm a, a pioneer. I'm an amazing guy. Don't come up here and tell me my shit stinks. I don't like that. Tell me my shit smells like roses highly, or get out. I highly my recommend property. anyone who watches this is interested in this does spend the whopping $6 to rent the documentary and watch it it's only on vimeo for some fucking reason but uh there are oh, netflix times... didn't pick it up i no, wonder why it's not even on youtube but uh hmm. and you can't buy it you can only rent it but you can't buy it no wow. i i was gonna re i was gonna listen to like on my drive on my commute home put it on and listen to it to couldn't do it because it's been over a week since i rented it it's, i have to pay again to watch it again 
Yeah, I got gotcha. you. But um, so he, there are times, multiple times, he, uh, he's with a scientist. He goes, oh, yeah, look at this. It's this bone. They go, oh, actually, looking at this contour right here, it's actually not a mammoth bone. This is um, from a bison. And then John Reeves just stops talking. Yeah, mm. that tracks. That fucking that tracks. tracks from, yeah, I heard no, him talk not, for three not, hours. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not, can't argue with that. He doesn't like that shit. He likes to, yeah. he's got, in his castle up there, he is the fucking emperor. Yeah. I, I will say, stuff. I will say he, I know for a fact his kids aren't going up there being like, hey, dad, this, that, the other. He goes, he goes, look at me. I've made your life. You're all millionaires because of me. You live on your compound. You have more land than most states up here. You don't fucking talk shit to me. I'm the fucking king shit up right, here. Don't say right? most states. I'm sure he's a lovely dad. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Talk about New England states. Yeah. No, but I'm sure that he's a he's a great dad and all that stuff. But he is king shit, and his castle is this land that he's built for I himself say, up there. He and want, all people coming up here telling him he's wrong. You, you can't. People you, haven't told him he's wrong in 30 years. Why start now? He's an old man. You can't, you can't knock him. He deserves to he, die being right. He, you, you got to give him credit for understanding how important it is to save these bones. But I, I, I do believe As trophies. he needs to go about it in a different, more scientific, more just for the greater good way of dealing with his collection. I mean, look what happened to the bones in the 1930 or whatever, Dylan. It's like, yeah, they eventually got them, and then someone dumped them all in the fucking river. <laughs> like, we we got to get this shit now, man. Who knows how long it's going to last? The kids could yeah. sell it all to freaking North Korea, for all we know, for a couple extra. Yeah. Time, just like history has proven. And then maybe time, they'll bury time them. Time will bring disclosure, as it always does. That's all. That's all I know. All right. You guys want to get He's on the doing the first process? step. He's paying out of pocket to blast water and use heavy equipment exactly but he won't first get step. carbon dated for four hundred dollars because it's too much money to spend but he'll spend dumb. You dumb, ten thousand dollars a day me. running these dumb. machines how many gallons or pounds of fuel does an excavator use an hour um like a and why big, is it more than 400 fucking big one like with a big bucket so i would say the problem is, you see, the only thing I know about equipment in Alaska is for gold mining, like high productivity gold mining, which he does not do. Like dredges and stuff? No, that's not a very common practice anymore. Um, so I'm going to go off what, a, a 330 size uh, excavator, which uh, the, the 30 stands for 30 metric tons is how much the machine weighs. It's kind of like... That's what you see at construction sites on the sides of road, like sides of highways doing. It's like, that's like, yeah, that's what I'm that's thinking the of. standard size that you see. It's the most common thing. And what's the mm-hmm. three, just the three series? Um, well, for Caterpillar. Uh, <laughs> One, three, five, seven, nine. For Caterpillar, three is excavator. Uh, nine is loader. Oh, so you designate a number yeah. for the type and of then, machine. And uh, then the number after it is usually something to do with some, in some form the weight, but for ex- for Caterpillar excavators, the first three means it's an excavator, and the following two numbers dictates its weight in metric tons. Gotcha. What's that sexy-ass fucking cat that has a plow, like, in the middle of it and pushes or drags it? A grater? Like, under it. It has, like, an, like, it's, yeah, like, the thing's like it's really got wheels with front. Long and it's got the blade. Really long. Yeah, that that thing is so hot. They use that for, like, roads grater. and shit. Oh, Parking lots. What number like that. is that? Um, so the graders are different. Uh, I know older graders 
start with an H. You'll have like it's like like uh, I think it's like one of like an H fifteen, H twenty stuff like that. I believe that's what it is for Fifth old H fifteen metric tons. H three. I don't. The only thing I I don't know what the secondary numbers are for everything. I only know for excavators, it's three is excavator, and then the rest of it is the weight. Thirty. But got I, it. I, it's not the same for like loaders. I don't know what their classification is for that. All right, we're getting mired we'll in the bench here. But but a uh, but a, a three thirty um, so uh, an hour goes through how much diesel? Uh, I'm trying to think here. Maybe just do a whole day and we can divide. No, it I'm down. trying to think of the whole day. The whole day. Yeah, do so a day. I know, it's a day's fine. I, I, I mean, know, I'm cool with day. I'm just, I know just thinking of something. V8 to... bulldozer. If you're really pushing it, we'll use 120 gallons in a day. So an excavator will be a little bit. I'm going to say rough, so, rough estimate. I'll say, but depending on how you're using it and the, and the size of the machine, I'll say between 60 and 100 gallons in a day of, of so diesel. So let's just say that's that's roughly the price of diesel right now four dollars a gallon, five dollars a gallon, thousand bucks a it's day. It's at three roughly. It says three fifty. I'm looking up right now. So let, yeah, let's do. Uh, so a thousand bucks a day. This guy can't send a times... bone out for four hundred bucks. Yeah, but he's not using excavators to find the bones. He's pumping right, he's using water. water. He's using a gas powered yeah. water pump. Yeah. Yeah, but that still ain't cheap. It's a hell of a no, lot. I mean, none of it's cheap, but he, like I said, he's not doing he's not doing it out of the kind. He's at the very heart. least, on average, spending three hundred fifty dollars a day. To me, this is the equivalent of how expensive day. it is to fly to Africa and shoot a lion. It ain't cheap, but you get your trophy and you go home a big, proud, big man, big, strong man who's you know working the land and getting what's right and what's rightfully his. You know, it probably <clears> costs like a hundred grand to kill a lion and bring it back home, but you can still do it if you get the cash. And don't forget, and he obviously doesn't care about money because he's not selling any of the bones. This is all part of his pet project to inflate his ego. He, he likes the bones, likes collecting them. He's a major boner. He's an ultimate bone man. No one will ever collect more bones than him, and he's making sure of that. You know, it's, it's not altruistic at all. It's completely a personal vendetta that he's going against the world. I'm the big boy. I get what I need, and this is my shit up here. I collect all the bones. No one has more bones than me. They're huge. My bones are huge. No one has more. I will say it, it, it is likely like that no one will ever have a bone deposit like that ever again. We don't know. Absolutely, it's very unlikely it will ever be as big as his, and he's making fucking sure of that. His, That's for damn sure. Huge. Um, Record-breaking. But uh, boner another thing to remember wants. is, even though I know he, you know he says that you know he, oh, I don't mind gold anymore, but when he always has the flowing water from breaking down the permafrost. He. I, it shows right in the fucking documentary that I watched. He'll grab you know, the, the, the pan, and you know they'll. If think about it, you need to be there to man the pumps, and because they move them side to side to shoot different areas, you can't have that shit running while you're not there. Because yeah, they have know, to pay people that obviously know how to. Do. So you have a lot of downtime when that pump's running. You don't always have to move it. They grab a pan. They you know, is he primarily a gold miner? Absolutely fucking not. Can he pull a couple grand out of the uh, ground every week, two month? Absolutely. There's still gold there. It's definitely not his main uh, income. Mm, good point. But uh, he could he could easily you know put some man hours in, uh, pan for some gold, and use that to pay for the carbon dating for the bones. Yeah, yeah. wild. Well, I will say I, I am I am a little. You know, I, I think I've made my point clearly. I, I, know, I don't, I don't necessarily money, I like that. John Reeves, but I, I am a little, I am surprised to hear just tonight because I didn't watch 
or listen to the Joe Rogan thing of how he has changed uh, his opinion on having scientists come to his property and examine the bones. Because in mm. 2021, weird, or maybe, maybe it was 2020 when they made it. Or 20, I don't know how long it took to actually make. He said the that he gave the documentarian three years, and his his thing was, "I'll give you three years to make the documentary. Don't bother me." And if you get stuck out there and die, I'm not coming to get you. So don't fucking. He's in the. He's. But I think he's there was in, one extra he is thing. in the entire documentary. Gotcha. But so what he was saying is that yeah, you go out there and you you have unfettered access. But I think the one thing he left out of the podcast when he said this is, and by the way, I get final say in what goes in it. If you have anything in there that's against what I think, makes me look bad, makes my family look bad, or it goes against what I believe about these bones, you're not making it. And yeah, I, I think fun. the guy's probably like, sure, because I'm the only one who can make it. So I'll have a unique documentary. I'll charge $6 per rental. I won't make it for sale. And then, you know, I'll make my money that way. But I, I'm I'm sure, as much as I know about the guy, that he was like, I get final say. I let you on my property. You can live there for three years making a documentary about my life. It's my magnum opus. He acted like he gave the guy a favor. Like, sure, you made a documentary. I'll do you a favor. But what it really was is... Make a movie about how cool I am, and I get to decide what's in it. Yeah. Hmm. And then when you're done, no more scientists up here. My story is done. It's it's set in brass on the wall. I don't want any new shit that comes later that says I was wrong about this shit. That's my mm. thought. Let's do final thoughts. Sketchy. Oh, I, I, I'm basically doing it right now. No, I think that was all yeah. final No, no, no. We gotta, I, I want to say some good things about him because I've been trashing him for like two hours now. I want to say some yeah, good yeah, things Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll go first. So, found thoughts on uh, Big Hawk here. Uh, I want to have a drink with the guy. I, I like him more than you guys. And um, I like the way he talks. And um, I think he's on to something interesting. I'm interested in what he's doing. And I think it's pretty cool. And I, uh, I think time will tell. I think this is a time thing because he's got his own agenda. But the world has their agenda too, and it'll never creep in with time. We're not, everyone's getting impatient. They want answers immediately, and it's going to take time, just like the uh, Ark of the Covenant, just like all the sarcophaguses in <laughs> fucking Egypt, just like King Tut. Fucking shit takes time. Archaeological discoveries. Sometimes you have to have an egotistical fucking guy to does it for his own need that does expose something that inevitably will just get get found. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I'll go next. I agree with that for sure. And like you just said, a lot of our biggest discoveries in history have been ego trips that were later translated into, you know, more and more information. I mean, even thinking of the Isabella Stewart Garden Museum, she was collecting all this art that's been preserved over time that you might have been lost to history if it wasn't for that. But she did it as an ego trip. She wanted to make a big, fun castle all her rich friends could go by and see how cool it was. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. And I, I do want to put that point in. I, I'm obviously taking the diametrically opposed position to you, Dylan, which is how the podcast works in my mind, which I need to push back on you. Um, but I agree. I think the guy's story is amazing. He went from a, a college dropout to a multi-millionaire in Alaska who's finding more bones than anyone in human history. It's it's fascinating shit. And like you said, if it wasn't for him, the bones would still be there. We wouldn't even know about him. So mm -hmm. you got to give Good the point. guy credit. And like, like, you, like you said, Dom, he is preserving them. He's not throwing them willy-nilly. He's not cataloging them. He's not really 
interested in the whole scientific aspect of it, but he is keeping it uh, for posterity, and they will be passed down to his kids, which I, from what he said, I believe his kids will still keep them, but maybe his grandkids will one day say, oh, maybe we'll give some of the stuff away, yeah, yada, fine. yada. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure his grandkids will sell a couple of mammoth skulls to some millionaires to make their cash in perpetuity. Yeah, generational wealth is a bitch. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I think that ultimately he's doing a good thing for the history of humanity and the history of the planet Earth, which is it's very interesting. And I'm sure we're going to, like you said, from patience, we will find out more about it. I have been trashing him the whole time because he sounds like an egotistical rich dickhead, but he acts like he's a good old boy from the woods hunting moose to survive. And that's the square I can't circle on that. It's like, okay, you're a fucking rich guy. Just be a rich guy. It's totally fine. But he goes on, you know, the podcast being like, "Yeah, hey, you know how we are. We we eat everything we own. Yeah, you ate a fucking mammoth. It, it, you you don't think that DNA evidence could be useful otherwise? You can even get paid for it. I'm sure the uh, Museum of Natural History, which you hate so much, will pay you a king's ransom to get some live mammoth tissue to test on. But you and your friends are boiling over the fire, having a couple of bourbons, having a good time with it, because that's our right. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And it didn't taste that good either. It tastes like shoe leather. Well, good. You can say your big trophy on the wall next to your buck, next to your bear you shot in your cabin, next to your big mammoth head. You can say, I'm king shit. I ate a mammoth. I mean, how many guys can say that, Joe Rogan? How many guys can say that? That's his fucking mentality. How many guys can say they're a master boner? Well, no one can, John. Good for you. You're a big piece of shit. Good for you. You're, You're awesome. We all love you. And everyone's impressed. And build the altar when you die made out of mammoth bones to your big dick. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, I shut up again. All right. Uh, so John right. Lee. I, 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 think, I think I'm glad he exists and I'm glad of what he's doing. But he's, he's full of himself, piece of shit, which everyone is. So, you know, I am too. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. So John Reese, uh, I, I, I... He's no hero. I don't... I, he's definitely no hero. I don't blame him for uh, being the way he is because, I mean, he has such a unique... Uh, possession that no one else has. It's like, how how do you gauge how you're going to react to that? I do think he'll be doing it better. I mean, I would love to meet this man, have a beer with him, but I know after 15 minutes, I'd, we'd, be, we'd, be, in an argu- we'd, be, we'd be in an argument in 15 minutes, guaranteed. Because I, just, I, I think he could be do it's The bones are right there. Like, I understand, like, oh, it'll, they'll, they'll still be there. 30 years from now, examine them then. Examine them now. We already have the technology. Catalog everything. You could reconstruct just with enough bones. I, honestly, I don't know for sure because I'm not a fucking scientist, but I, I'm willing to say with if you can construct half of a mammoth skeleton, you can computer generate the rest of the other half. And then you, in the amount of information you can get just from bones. I know people, it's like, well, if you clone a mammoth, you can get so much information. People, I don't think people understand how much information is just in the bones themselves. You can understand, like what I was saying with this deer skull. Right. You can tell, you can tell the sex, the, the age, sex, the age, if it lived a full life, their if, diet. if it had battles, if it was attacked by humans. We were talking about with arrowheads and marks from the skulls. You don't need a full living mammoth to figure all that stuff out. It's amazing what you can figure out by carbon dating, looking at the molecular structure of these bones and telling them have ligaments on them still and bone marrow. You don't need a complete skeleton. You don't need all these bones to do it. He could have a hundred bones and have people come and look at him and get a ton of information. He has 50,000, over 50,000. He could get so much information, multiple species, if he would just, you know, let his ego down a little bit and let these people come and look at him. And it would be beneficial to the entire world. But 
I'd say overall, not the worst guy. He's cool. <laughs> I mean, if, let's. Uh, I think he's cool. I think he's a dickhead. I, 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 they I think, can both be true. I think he's probably my number one pick for uh, bone finders. He's the ultimate boner. I agree about that for mm. sure. I would do exactly what he's doing, and I would just be a little more open to donating to research. Not even feel pretty fucking good to have a collection like that and to be having drinks and whatever. Like, hey, get one life to live. This is real, and I could donate all this for the sake of, you know, science and stuff and the internet. But I'm going to ride this storm out, ride this train while I got it. He said he's got more sons behind him than he does in front of him. He, he uh, sure does. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's what yeah, just... I'm die soon. That is pretty cool. That is yep. cool. I mean, he, that's what he said. Word cool for word. Way, if you're on Tatooine, cool. that means twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's definitely cool. I mean, he's a bad he's a badass. He is. You know, he, he shot a bear in his own house. You know, to save his family. But I, you know, I get it. But I think that it's very telling that he was saving all this information about the bone rush and the and the address to show on Joe Rogan's podcast. Because he wanted to be, I'm the guy. Like a little kid. I'm the guy who said the thing. I have a little secret. I'm going to tell you guys, but only my best friend Joey and not all these lib scientists that are coming here telling me I'm wrong about shit. This guy is going to agree with me. He's probably if I'm lucky, I can probably suck his dick later. We'll see. He brought him a a bone mammoth pipe. He brought him salmon. He brought him elk. He brought him, like, he had to have a whole different luggage package to ship and give gifts to Joe Rogan. And Joe Wait, Rogan's like, okay, he man, brought, thanks so he much. He brought him elk? He brought... Joe Rogan hunts his own chest. fucking elk. He doesn't well, need that. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, not from Fairbanks. You haven't had elk from All right, Fairbanks. I correct you. He's never had elk before. Joe's going to give him elk. Oh, he's I bringing bet. all this the stuff. Salmon. He said he's actually never had elk. That makes more sense. The, the bison did he give him? Because he gave him more he than gave salmon. He gave him a bunch of shit, but he said he's never eaten elk. And Joe's like, oh, yeah, I'll hook you up, man. Jamie, you got some elk right there? <laughs> yeah, Jamie, you got yeah. some elk right, right, right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the good point. I don't know. I'm just oh, yeah, saying that there, the yeah, ego is there. Yeah, there. He wants to be the guy who started the bone rush. And you know, he is. And he fucking is. Whether you guys hate him or not, he's doing it. I don't hate him. I just dislike him. I think he's cool. Teach their own. He even said that when he said earlier, Mark Cuban could buy, you know, like like a pharmaceutical company. Mark Cuban could buy it and drop the price. Mark Cuban buying a pharmaceutical company and dropping the price is him boning. It is. I don't care about money. I just want to be seen as a fucking legend hero. And when you have that much money, you can. You can afford to let your ego take over your life. And I don't care how much diesel costs in a cat, you know, excavator. It's it's worth it. It's worth it to be. A big shit. You are the man, and you better as fucking realize it. As long as you find it, it fun. Right. Well, <clears throat> well, folks, that's the uh, Dylan Joe Basin podcast and Dom. We love you guys. Shout out to John Reeves and uh, all the folks who are boners. Uh, John Reeves, if you see we'll this and want to be on the DJBP, just let us know. We're no Joe Rogan. You but, absolutely uh, are welcome. He'll only be on the Joe Rogan podcast. He made that very clear when he said it twenty-five times in the episode. And that's all. That's all, folks. We'll catch you guys next week for episode 72. Keep on boning. Keep on boning. Boner. 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 Boner.
the boner jokes in the pod instead of calling it the boner episode. Because they might actually think we're talking about dicks, because we do talk about, you know, dicks a lot. There's nothing... I mean, this is where the line is chipped. This is the line. I can be convinced, but as of right now, it's not worth it to me to call it boner. I'm glad we found the line, but I didn't think there was one. Well, the line can always move. It only took 71 episodes to figure it out. I said I could drink five ounces of anything. I could probably get five ounces of caribou pissed down. <laughs> it wouldn't be great, but I, could, I think I could do it. That's what your wife tells you to do? <laughs> the bag? That's what the bag tells you to yeah, do? Yeah, that's what he said. Ever seen them as in New York City? Is some Skyscraper. of the have... <laughs> It's their primary diet. Yeah, we all know that. Their primary diet yeah. was homeless individuals. <laughs> they they thrived off fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, but have you guys seen those? Take back my statement of him not being famous because I know the story of how he found the Titanic. It's, it's an incredible story. <laughs> yep. um, so, how much of this is going to go into the podcast about bones? Well, all of it. All of it. <laughs> nice. It all stays in. You know the rules, and so do you I. You didn't say anything crazy yet. I'm not going to say it. Okay, I'll say it. There's a huge. How come there were no Jewish people on the Titanic? <laughs> There definitely Kidding. 